0: One.
1: Welcome to the Squirt to Stab podcast with Tony and Pat. Hello. You know what I just realized? Our intro music really sucks. Yeah. Like after listening listening to some of the music I just listened to, uh, from the guests we're going to have today. It's like we need new intro music.
2: Wait, who's our guest, Tony?
1: I don't know. You who's talk, our guest, Pat?
2: You talking about The Last Troubadour? Uh, oh, so the last the, one, yes. yeah. So, yes, it is. It's The Last Troubadour. <laughs> <laughs> They're here. I So, as everyone knows, uh, they follow us. As We both know each other from when we're in Chicago. You're still in Chicago, Tony. I live here in Cincinnati. I've been here off and on for probably the last 10, 15 years maybe um, off and on. I've been segmented in different parts of the country, but, um, I have, uh, a, there's a great local band here that I've been following due to part of me actually becoming friends with the, with the drummer of the band. Um, and yeah, and when I found out he played music, uh, he was a very, very nice guy. Uh, we started talking and I'm like, yeah, dude, I love music. And then I found out he played rock music and I'm like, what? And then, uh, I went and watched him uh, play. Um, I don't know if it was in Northern Kentucky or where it was, but he gave me a CD and I f- 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 fell in love with them. And I, it was, these guys are awesome. So I'm so happy to have them on the show. We have Bernie and Frankie Hill uh, from The Last Troubadour. Hello, guys. Thank you for being on the show. Uh,
3: hi. Hello. Thanks for having us. Now, yes, thank, hey, hey, now
2: is, Frankie, are you mad because I said Bernie and Frankie instead of Frankie and Bernie? No, it makes sense alphabetically.
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yes, it does. It's you know, so no. how, so how you have it in your head. Okay. Yeah. I'll let them slide because B comes before F. I mean, I was born yeah.
4: first, but like, yeah, if you're doing alphabetically, yeah,
3: but. you go coolest, well, the lamest first, too. So, yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, that's, that wow. Bernie.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I kind of now I feel like you have to go with your eldest first. So, I uh, okay. I'm going to from now on, if I ever introduce you guys, it's going to have to be Frankie and Bernie. Sorry, as long as, as long as you don't do Franken beans. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> that gets kind of, gets yeah. kind of annoying. <laughs> well, let's let's face it. I I know you enough to know if you're gonna have a name after food, it would be pizza. Yeah. So let's not try to fool ourselves here. So yeah, we're gonna have them. Uh, we're gonna have hey. our guests sit in on the show. I, oh, I, go I would
1: be I would be Italian sausage.
2: Man, yeah. really. <laughs> Well, I would be just a, a, a... Well, I'm afraid to say I would like to call myself ribeye steak, but... No,
1: you'd be a cannoli.
2: Yeah, well, that makes sense. But I don't know, Bernie. You know, I haven't I haven't, I haven't actually filled Bernie in about my dietary um, habits now. So, oh, uh-oh. Do tell, yeah. do tell. Well, yeah, well, it's not a secret to the people who've been listening. I'm, so uh, eight months ago, well, actually nine months ago now, I went vegan. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Um now I did have a regular Thanksgiving meal, which was already uh our past show we discussed. So, but as I was telling Tony, um today I actually almost decided to have pizza today. And I think what got me in such the mood for pizza was cuz I know I was having you on the show <laughs> and I keep remember uh, like, uh, uh, we, we, we come from a place where we worked at and, uh, mm-hmm. we won't get into it, but I know we all had our, we always had our face on something and it had, we always were able to give your like subtitle of who you were or like a credo and uh, Bernie's forever was, um, it's, it's still, it's still pizza. What was it? The bagel bites. It's still uh, pizza. Uh, even if it's a bagel, what was uh,
0: it?
3: Pizza's on a bagel, you can have pizza anytime. You, you mean they're just yeah. slogan? Yeah, yeah that's what my oh, slogan Oh Yeah, slogan, was. that's what it's called. <laughs> that was, I, I my, thought, was, that was my motto for when people would like instant message me. It's beyond there. Yeah. Really? <laughs> if like, pizza's on a bagel, you can I have think pizza it anytime. It still is to this day.
2: <laughs> yes, I love it. So, but yeah, I started thinking, like, why am I craving pizza? So I kept thinking of the bagel comment. I, keep, I always think, every time I think of Bernie, I think of pizza. You know, look. and then I think of the last Troubadour, but, <laughs> but I started wanting pizza and I, I went to my wife. I'm like, look, you know, I'm, I'm going to order pizza. <laughs> and I was just waiting for her to give me the look. Right. Cause she went vegan a little bit before me and she kind of helped me, push me along a little bit, nudge me. And then had me watch certain things. I always told her like, you know, again, this is things I talked about. Like, don't show me anything to do. With the uh, animal places, because I've seen it before, and all it made me want to do was eat steak, and you know, which is probably a terrible thing to say. Probably uh, not being very sensitive, who knows? But um, so I probably should refrain from saying such things. But uh, she had me watch something, blah blah blah. Now, nine months later, I'm nine months into this vegan thing. So, well, yeah. they have vegan but I, pizza.
4: They they, they yeah. got options. Dude, even Kro- even is. Kroger has
2: them now. It is not the same, man. Especially when it comes to the, believe it or not, it's the cheese. Now, yeah. if you get like the cream, like the cashew cream, like the sour cream kind of stuff, or even uh-huh. mayonnaise, you can get vegan stuff and it's good. Now, the sour cream is all right. You can, but like if you make like little Alfredo creams, things like that, actually with the cashew cream and almond cream, it's awesome. But dude, cheese No. There's one little block of cheese It looks like a block of Parmesan cheese, I found, that actually tastes very good. But other than that, I mean, it's good. Let's just put it that way. It's pretty good. I mean, if you were to compare it to real cheese, it probably wouldn't do well. But the cheese, that's where I can't get past. Or pepperoni. The pepperoni is tough to get to as well. Now, the sausage with the tempeh, it's not that bad.
4: The problem, too, with vegan cheese is it doesn't melt. So. I've, I've experimented with veganism yeah. here and there. Uh, like the the beginning of this uh, pandemic, I just went straight vegan for a while because I'm like, oh, this came from bats? Uh, I don't know about animals. Uh, but, yeah, it's always like the cheese. You're right. It's, it's not quite right. Either it yeah, doesn't so melt <laughs> or it just tastes weird. It's oily. Right, so. Yeah, it's very oily. So if I'm named after a food, I guess I'd have to be the vegan
2: cannoli. And let's face it, Italian pastries is, is the weakness of the Italian people so i, I <laughs> will agree cannoli. With that. yeah a, a vegan cannoli you might as well just throw it right in the garbage don't even open the package <laughs> <laughs> just throw so it just, in the garbage
1: we, we just toss pat to the garbage
2: yeah basically <laughs> i'm garbage yeah so so yeah so i'm going through that but uh i almost did have the pizza i didn't though i didn't but i am i'm going to a new thing where i'm going to allow myself i'm considering doing a one meal non-vegan meal per week because i know eventually i'm not going to be always be vegan i just don't think it's it's part of my plan you know i want to be healthy that's the number one goal were and, you, you know ve- helping the environment and being you know so, be get eating the right kind of meat and yeah. things i think that's probably that's very important as well
4: well did you jump and, just into veganism uh straight up or were you a vegetarian first
2: oh no i never went vegetarian i, I it was pretty straight my my wife was just gone I went vegan and she kept saying hey and i'm like don't do it i mean basically (laughs) like i told tony like when i first meet someone especially when i was start like when i was dating someone and they pretty much anyone will basically find out right away that i am not ever going to be a vegan i mean it's (laughs) like hi my name is pat i am always going to eat meat so don't ever try to make me a vegan What's your name? You know, that's kind of <laughs> the intro. So it's a really but, long,
4: long name. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's like, yeah, like uh, non-vegan Pat. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it just so happened. Uh, it just so happened that I did it. it, and it did help. I was going to the doctor at the time. I said, "Hey, I want. I'm doing this. Can I want to do my blood test?" I was been working on some things, been trying to be a dad. So I'm like, you know what? I'll be open to anything. So I, whatever whatever makes me healthier will make me the better father, you know, like, Mm -hmm. um, so I decided to do it and so far it's paid off. So now it's just a matter of, okay, now let's get the healthy balance down. Right. This was kind of an elimination diet for me, like figuring out what foods are good or bad and what's going to have a weird effect on me. And, you know, I've read up on a lot of these things and, you know, and one thing I have found out is being consistently healthy is what's important. And every and a lot of people you have different body types and everyone's different. So Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, thanks for letting me tell my vegan thing. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for telling us. <laughs> yeah. 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 But Holtzman's here in Cincinnati has great vegan donuts. Oh. Just, what? We just yes, just, they have yeah. vegan just donuts. Kiddie- just stop it! I need it. to get some. Just stop it. <laughs> Wait, don't, yeah. not There's vegans out there who are following the show just for just for my suggestion—the vegan donuts. Don't, don't yeah. let me. You can That's just brutal. eat
4: Oreos though; those are vegan.
2: Yes, eat they Oreos. are.
4: Yeah. Eat tons of Oreos. But that would defeat the purpose. It of would healthy, you know.
2: Yeah. And some of this this vegan food, you know, has got to be worse than regular food. So, oh, bringing it back
4: to that cheese. Don't even look yeah. up what that's made out of. It's like I not don't. Real. Yeah, <laughs> I did
2: once, and I don't. And it doesn't even seem right anyway. I don't. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. I'm just eat regular cheese at that point.
4: <laughs> but so so yeah. this is the This the vegan podcast now? Yeah.
2: No, it's not. In fact, <laughs> no. we stop talking about it right now. I didn't even yeah. let poor Tony get through the part of when he t- tells people gives people our email. Yeah, oh. the you suggestion. need to email her us. Her
1: he- at squirt to stab at gmail.com and tell Pat to stop this vegan shit and eat like a man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this, is this the part where. Eat like an ignorant man. <laughs> Pat, is this the part where I tell you I've been a vegetarian for nine years? Yeah, I was going to say, Bernie's or, Wait, a,
4: Yeah.
1: Wait a oh, minute. What? Oh, no. Bernie! Yeah. I, I
3: could have sworn I've seen you eat pepperoni pizzas. No, yeah. always cheese. I'm a sneaky snake. Son I don't like of telling it. people. Dude! I'm my so whole. You're out
5: number yeah, two. Isn't that funny that the vegan <laughs> is
2: gonna like judge the vegetarian now? <laughs> no, not Bernie. It didn't get you. No, no, it's like when you tell your kid, "Don't do what I did, okay? I I dig ditches for a living. You're better than that. You go to school, <laughs> or you know, go go do a, go into trade school. Don't do what I did." But yeah, son of a bitch.
3: Total, total. total it was it's the the desk job kind of did to me, so I. Started packing on the lbs, so I figured a dietary way to keep them down. Dude,
2: you you've always been a you know a a strapping young man. You're not okay. If you're fat, dude, then no, I am the vegan cannoli guy. (laughs) Don't in the garbage right
3: now. No, I just maintain what I got. That makes sense.
1: So was turning vegan your first like uh, go to, or did you try like intermittent fasting or anything like that before that?
3: Is that for me or for Bernie or Pat? Well, Bernie's Bernie. only a vegetarian, so yeah, he only, eats everything uh, but meat, right? Yeah, I can't give up
1: cheese. Okay. Yeah. So well, you eat cheese, you can
2: eat eggs, you can eat everything except for like
3: actual meat, correct? Yeah, correct. So you can even eat chicken broth. I don't really I, I stay away from that. I don't oh, really, really like really? soup in general, so But to, but you
2: vegetarians,
3: are they allowed to eat chicken soup?
4: So with, no, that's like the, no ch- there's there's broth? different rules to it. There's like, d- there's yeah.
3: different kinds, but there's broth without chicken and there's that you can use.
4: Yeah, vegetable broth.
3: Yep. That's what I use if I cook with it.
4: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, and some vegetarians won't eat eggs either, so... It's, I'm, yeah, I'm
3: yeah. not a big egg person anyway, so it didn't really affect me. Dude, but sometimes you, we, we, mm-hmm. but sometimes food just has it in it, and so you don't have to just worry about it. That makes sense. Right. Cannoli well, <laughs> <laughs> Cannolis do. <don't> Cannolis, man. <laughs> now You know what? Now a cannoli
2: does sound good, to be honest. <laughs> it does, yeah. So, but yeah, so... um. That, oh, sorry, we every. I threw everything off <laughs> with the vegan crap. Tony, uh, give the email, the suggestions, and tell people where they can, you know, rip on us or whatever.
1: So again, squirttostab at gmail dot com. You can also go to our website, squirttostab.com. dot com. Find the email somewhere on that site. That site's a mess, but anyway, uh, contact us there. I don't think Pat ever set up the social media stuff. I don't know what he does all day, but it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, you know what? I'm just working on it being so awesome so that when it does come out, people are just going to forget about how long
1: it took. You know what? With all the censorship going on with these social media sites, it's even worth it? Because I'm pretty sure we'll get censored. Well, it depends what you guys are
2: posting. Well, <laughs> at least we're not posting nudes. Yeah. That'll yet. get
1: censored. I would, though. I totally would.
2: It wouldn't have no, to censor, guys, man. My yeah. gut would be cover everything that needs to be covered.
4: No, you <laughs> just do a squirt to stab uh, OnlyFans. I'm pretty sure it probably already exists. <laughs> 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 oh, no.
2: Dude, OnlyFans, that's something we need to talk about. And I'm not That'd sure. That OnlyFans, man, it's like, oh, wait, this is Beth. She's like the secretary of where I used to work at five years ago. Now, you know, she has pictures of her. Sister and margaritas. Now she's got. Now she has an OnlyFans page. Like, what is this, Beth? Yeah. Beth, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> see, see, I, I'm happily married, so I don't even really know what OnlyFans is. Is it just chicks get naked, and you like you give them money? It's a subscription, and you get to see risque pictures usually.
4: Yeah, anyone can create a profile and charge either subscription or just per post. Nope, kidding. And, a, and no. a lot of like, not just women, just people in general, have kind of. Gone to the app during uh It wasn't COVID. originally mm-hmm.
3: for that It was originally just for like Subscribed content that only You could see on this website It wasn't just directed towards Like nudity and stuff It was just for premium content And then it shifted that
4: way because of Are you sure about that Bernie? Mm-hmm. If, well, how do you know so much about this? <laughs> it's just like Because um, I have an account slash Bernie <laughs> You know who has an account that you don't want to look up is Aaron Carter he, do, he does, Dude. like,
2: yeah. It doesn't surprise me, though, man. I, I Plexi- never even liked that guy.
3: Plexico Burris has one, I
4: think, too. Yeah, oh, So, but are they Aaron,
2: showing their ass and, and stuff on this thing, or what?
4: I know Aaron Carter is, because I was listening to another podcast where they're talking about it. Like, he goes full on, just, I oh not, don't even God. want to talk about it. But some celebrities, like Cardi B and stuff, they just have it. I don't know why, because they want to be on every single profile, and they show nothing.
2: Yeah, well, they're already naked anyway. It's so like, why not yeah. just say, hey, let's get on here so that I don't have to put a little black box over my nipples.
1: I don't know. So, I, you know, so maybe I will so start are th- one. are there <laughs> yeah. are there a bunch of like 13-year-olds like stealing their parents credit cards and <laughs> setting up <laughs> accounts? Yeah, that's the new to be <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah, th- yeah whenever I'm you sure see it, someone
3: It looks like they're 12 but it says here they're 99 years old, so yeah. it must be <laughs> so it must be okay. I'm sure there's the an <laughs> age limit, of course, like age restriction I should say, and then you just probably bypass click boxes and verify well, your email and you're in.
1: Well, exactly. That's what the kids <laughs> would do. But yeah, that's Not,
3: terrible. That's you know that's probably going on, man. That that that. hundred percent,
1: it is.
2: Uh, yeah. Oh Jesus! So wow, wow, yeah, wow. So squirt, would you? So squirt, to stab at Gmail. Dot send com. us reviews and all your yeah all your
1: suggestions,
2: c- compliments,
4: <laughs> or your critique of the show, or, or suggestions for OnlyFans.
2: Yeah, or suggestions for OnlyFans. I tell you what. This is what I'll say. If we get 1,000 listens to this show, I will start an OnlyFans page of me. <laughs> oh, now, no. now all sudden, re- I think I saw our, our audience count go from 7 to 3.
4: <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> don't, don't write a check you can't catch. You might, you might <laughs> yeah, be surprised. I'll do
2: it. Hey, I'll do it. And Tony knows I'll do it. And that's why Tony's probably real quiet right now because he's like,
3: let the <laughs> well, hell happen.
1: I just wonder what type of lubricant you're going to put all over your body. If you post a picture. So what is it? Onlyadvancedoc.com <laughs> Onlyfans. <laughs>
3: slash the vegan cannoli. <laughs> the yeah, vegan cannoli. That's, that's what it's <laughs> going to be. And that's what it's going to be. And you
2: know what, Tony? You know what, though? Tony doesn't. Tony's desensitized. He was there during my, my beginning days of doing stand up comedy. Tony and his brother Steve, especially Steve, they came to pretty much all my shows back in the day in Chicago. And Tony was the one. Who said, dude, you, to, you probably have to remember. Tony, what was your suggestion of what you think I should do to get the crowd laughing?
1: Uh, shit in a bucket. Oh, no. Yeah, but then what else? <laughs> uh, take your shirt off. And? And rub it down with oil, right? Or then, butter. Then the thing Thanks. with the pickle. Oh, boy, oh. all right. I don't even uh, remember, but you said for going. me to
2: fuck my belly button with a pickle.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I that would be funny. You, you need a couple of components, like a, a deep belly button and a hook-shaped penis. Like I don't. <laughs> <laughs> we could, but you see, the shit in the bucket.
2: What's what's what? We live in a society where the shitting in the bucket thing. Probably, you know, it probably probably someone has already done that.
4: Probably I'm sure Holy Andy fans. Dick has now yeah. resorted to this. I'm
1: sure Gigi Allen did something like that, probably. right? Oh
2: no, he has. He spreads it all over his body. What? Yeah, he's the punk guy. He was the one who always said he's going to kill himself on Halloween.
1: Yeah, he's dead now, right? He did die. Right? Oh yeah,
2: he died of a overdose. He didn't die on Halloween like he always promised. Oh. But he would go and talk to um, and talk to uh, like colleges and stuff. And he once he shoved a banana up his ass at this one college thing, and he started throwing the banana. Stuff all over everyone. There's a whole documentary about this guy. Wow. About Gigi Allen. (laughs) Yeah, he kind of took punk rock to a whole new level. Like, I don't even know if you can call it punk rock. It was like insanity rock. I don't even... I mean, this guy probably would never have been known if it wasn't for all the stuff. But but the other people did, like, analysis of him, and they talked about how, like, a lot of psychopaths and serial killers, things like they don't like the way water feels on their skin... They can touch their eyeball without blinking. All these kind of things is all the all the symptoms or all the characteristics that Gigi Allen had. He was a, psych- a psychopath. Then I was going to ask uh, the last troubadour, and, and, uh, Frankie and Bernie, is this your inspiration for your band? <laughs>
1: uh, no, <laughs> yeah, I can't,
3: can't I say it is. Eyeball stabbing, yes. Bernie's like, well, no, besides we don't him. use a
0: button.
1: I was just going <laughs> to ask him if we were touching their eyeballs.
0: <laughs> yeah, like... No.
2: Dick Buckus used to do that during, um, <laughs> during practice or during uh, game film, and the players used to stare at him, and everyone on the team on the Bears used to be freaked out by him because he was literally – and, and also a thing where when you make a tackle, when you make contact with somebody, when you, you – initially you close your eyes, that con- contact, right? Yeah. Well, Dick Buckus' eyes got wide open when he hit people, and they said <sighs> that was like one of the like, ultimate signs of a, psycho- a psychopath – like wow. this guy was a psychopath. I mean poor poor Dick Buckus. I mean he seemed like such a
4: nice guy, right? But he probably so ki- is every he- other
2: psychopath. He
4: probably kisses with his <laughs> eyes open too. Like a weirdo.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything also you open your eyes during your intimate moment. You're like, dude,
4: what are you doing? Stop a What a, are you
3: doing? Wait a eyes. second. Just, you, this guys who I am.
1: you guys don't kiss with your eyes open? <laughs> hmm. Uh,
4: not yeah, consciously. Hell, oh, f-
3: <laughs> I just
2: want to make sure this is really happening, so
0: I keep warm.
3: <laughs> I just, I just film myself in the corner from doing it.
4: So. I, I've never, I've, I've never kissed so a girl my own. eyes.
3: I mean nothing.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, only with my brown eye.
3: But, oh boy, uh,
2: dude! Didn't we just say that we uh, were talking about? E- we do have emails.
1: Yes, we do hey. have emails.
2: Did we split them right? How do we do? Did you did you get some? Because it says here that three went to you and three came to me.
1: Yes, I got three emails. All right, hold Who on. wants to share first.
2: Um, I have I have one up right now in front of me, but I have to look for the other two. All right. Okay, oh, this one years. is from an Estelle Estella from Montreal Quebec. Oh great, dude! I think this is spin- oh wait no, this is like in a different language. Uh, okay, here's what it says. I think it is maybe French. Parque par- S2C Poutain Stupide. Wow, well, I understand stupid. I think it's why are you stupid? Porque is usually. Porque S2C Poutain Stupide. What's Poutain? P U T A I N. Poutain. Is it Poutain
4: the good stuff? Well, poutine is uh, fries with gravy and cheese in Canada. Oh, I That's thought that was I poutine. Thought. Which is also... Yeah, it's poutine. That's right. Pood oh, poutine. I oh. thought we were Yeah, putain. you're right.
2: Poutine. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. But so, basically, why are you such gravy fries stupid? Hmm. Common I don't question. I know, but it sounds delicious. <laughs> Common question. Here, is that- this is what I'm going to say to people who send us emails. Like, I totally appreciate it. And I think Tony, you know by now, Tony and I can totally take criticism. In fact, we invite it. We want cri- criticism. But like we had the audio clip, someone kind of told us what we were good and bad at and they explained. So if you have something negative to say, go for it. But don't just leave it with some kind of comment. Explain what you'd like for us to change because we'll probably listen to your suggestion and probably totally fucking ignore it anyway. But we would still like to hear it. Is that fair? Or was that kind of harsh?
1: No, that's not harsh. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, screw people right in. Right. Well, the okay. people who are mean because the one I got was kind of mean.
2: Oh, it's Jesus okay. Christ. Here we go again. What?
1: Well, this one I think was directed right towards me because um, it says, I know where you live. And it says, Tony, how did a loser fat piece of shit like you ever get a woman like Michelle? I'll see you in your dreams. What? I don't even know what that means. Yeah, Is that I don't from know Freddy Krueger? Fu- <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what it fucking means. First well, you, of all... this guy...
2: Does it give a name or an email address? No, I
1: said it, it, it's from I Know Where You Live. That is the name of it. That's Are you serious? Yeah.
2: Dude, that's not good, man. That's not good. That sounds like someone who's angry that, you know, that they don't think very highly of you and that you got, you know, maybe you got a wife that they think you don't deserve and well, they know where you live. That's a bad
1: combination. Yeah, but that's a lot of people. So it could be, you know, tons. But I'll give wow. you I, I'll, I'll tell the fucker Why I got her Cause I Cause I gave her The O face dude The O face
2: <laughs> It's cause you kissed her With your eyes open
1: Yeah I kissed you With my eyes open And I gave her the O <laughs> only, face Only Only psychos And dick Buckus do that
2: <laughs> Yeah Yeah It's Tony He's Italian man Italian yeah. We do good We do good I have to say yeah. Good job Hey well I'll take it As a compliment You might get murdered In your dreams But
1: That's, a, uh, that's okay
3: If anybody makes mm-hmm. fun of you Just say you like Keep your eye on the prize yeah. Oh no I get dude, it. okay, here's
2: here's one <laughs> from a Oh dude, it's her. Who's it's her? It's from Alicia. 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 Wait, Alicia. Wait, the... listen here. Okay, the hot honey rub girl. Oh, she wrote that, the hot honey the hot honey rub girl. So guys, it hit, so just so you know, she wrote in a few shows ago and asked Tony if he likes the hot honey rubs. And we don't know what the hell that was. And I even googled it. I couldn't find out what it was, but it sounded appealing. It sounded real nice. We had a big discussion, and we were wondering when she'd ever email back. Here it is. She says, I just want me some Tony Sriracha Honey Rubs wrapped in bacon. Dot, dot, dot. Mm Mm-mm, good. I want you. Come visit yo boo in the ATL.
1: Oh, from Atlanta. Ooh, I like Atlanta. Man, you been there? Well, I've driven through it a few times and stopped to take a mean one on my way to Florida. Nice. Here's a great place um, to shit. And, and <laughs> it's not actually. But uh, I wonder, dude, I almost wonder if, if if she's playing a trick on us, and she is, I know where you live, trying to get me to second guess my relationship. Oh, man. So she can give me those hot honey rubs. I don't know. Mm, the plot thickens.
2: It does. It thickens like honey.
1: Yeah. Ooh.
2: Well, I, I liked that she responded. I was hoping for more, though. I was hoping for more seduction out of her.
1: But maybe next week. Wait a second. Seduction. Dude, all a woman has to do is say hi. That's pretty much seducing me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And then have a pizza with them with all the meats.
1: (laughs) You know what? That is funny because my wife has celiac, so I can't eat any pizza. That's not funny at all. Oh, (laughs) dude. How lucky are you? You don't have to share pizza. No, it sucks because, you know, if we go to a pizza place, it has to be one that has gluten-free pizza. Yeah, like Domino's has
4: gluten-free pizza. Yeah, Um, it looks it looks sadder. It's not as full. Yeah, really? Can you eat like cauliflower pizza? Oh yeah, cauliflower pizza. I've heard it's all right. We
2: Mm -hmm. that place here. What is it, La Rosa's? They have it, I think. Or is it Lumat? Or no, is Chicago. Yeah, Um, Chicago. You
4: guys. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think
2: Chicagoans eat cauliflower pizza. (laughs) Not on purpose. <laughs> I heard someone say it wasn't that bad, but when anytime someone says it's it, it's it's not that bad, it's like David Spade from Grandma's Boy at the vegan restaurant. It's like yeah, it's lemongrass shots. It's actually not that bad.
3: <laughs> uh, sure.
2: Yeah, it's like can you put fat and grease into it? <laughs>
3: That's what they said.
2: Sorry, I could. I'm gonna do the lines from the Grandma's Boy movie.
1: Um, <laughs> That's an underrated movie, man. Love that movie. Yeah. Yeah, very good movie.
2: Yeah, it is. I agree 100%. All right. Yeah, but is, it, is it my turn to give an email, or is it you?
1: Uh, I believe it's my turn. It's so I have a, uh email here from O'Shea McLary, and, and I assume O'Shea is a male. I really don't know. But he uh, he or she writes in, I noticed you guys talk a lot about paranormal and supernatural activity. Activity. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I just like saying it that way. Anyway, um, you have not yet talked about the most seen creature in the paranormal spectrum, and that is a leprechaun. Please do a show about leprechauns. I would appreciate it. <laughs> O'Shea <laughs> McCleary. Wow. Well, Every time okay. someone says
3: leprechaun, think of Wayne's World, and they go, the
1: leprechaun, when he has the, micro, <laughs> uh, the flashlight in his face. Uh, oh, yeah. O'Shea, O'Shea, there's no fucking leprechauns. Just stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Man. What? You should wait a couple months yeah. and then do an episode.
0: Yeah,
2: there's Bigfoots, and there's alien, and there's lizard people, and the greys, and the saurians, and uh, psychic mediums, and all this, but there's definitely no <laughs> leprechauns. You really
1: believe in leprechauns, Pat?
2: Have you ever been to uh, Notre Dame? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, everywhere, dude. (laughs) Well,
1: actually, I don't know what major city it was, but there was a group of people that claimed they saw a leprechaun in a tree. Oh, yeah. yeah.
3: That was in Mobile, Alabama, wasn't it?
1: Was it? Yeah. They claimed that was a leprechaun. Those early viral videos, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, man, that's crazy. I want to know where to go that. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'll tell this O'Shea guy. Here, let's type it up. Dear Mr. O'Shea,
1: we well, no, will... His, look, well, his name's O'Shea McCleary. I don't know if that no. is O'Shea, a boy, is a girl's name. I don't know.
2: I don't know. It's a cool name, actually. Good Irish yeah. person. What yeah. kind of respectable Irish person wants to do a show about leprechauns, though?
1: Probably be... Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe he's seen leprechauns. Maybe he, he a leprechaun. one of the. He said one of the most seen paranormal... Uh, I know, mean, he's got but, a
2: point. It, I guess it is. I forgot about that YouTube video... Everyone was freaking out. like yeah. It was like legit people thought that there was a leprechaun. Like a I whole like, town, right? Weren't they all yeah.
4: outside? Yeah, like they were all out? outside waiting. Yeah, yeah it, was it, it, was a, it was a news segment. Yeah, I remember I, that. I
3: like the, uh, the leprechaun flute he has to ward them off. It was just a piece of PVC pipe with holes in it. <laughs> 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 I love that video. Yes. All right, I, I haven't I thought about le- that
2: video in years Yeah, Now I'm going to look it up after this for sure. In fact, we should all watch it together and then comment <laughs> as we go. Yeah. Well, here, I got my my last email here. We'll see. Um, I listened to the Thanksgiving show and immediately had to email. I work at Dickie's Barbecue in South Lebanon, Ohio, and see Pat in here three times a week getting the jalapeno cheddar sausage and barbecue chicken. He is a fake-ass vegan and (laughs) needs to be called out. Stop lying, Pat. That's Christy from Mason, Ohio. I was going to no, say, I,
1: I knew you were fucking lying. There's no way. Here, here's what's strange
2: is that is exactly what I order. I actually do get the jalapeno <laughs> cheddar sausage. I don't know about the barbecue chicken. I think the jalapeno cheddar sausage was the only thing I liked. And I, if I got the triple meat platter, I would just get all jalapeno cheddar sausage. But then, of course, when I used to go, they didn't have enough of the sausage or works completely out. So then I'd get other things and I wasn't as happy. And then I would just get, like, a double order of jalapeno cheddar grits, and it was just a disaster. But, I mean, that is weird, because she did mention what I like to say. I don't know, maybe... And how the hell does she know who I am?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's your wife. I think we need to do an investigation,
1: man. I think
2: we need to get the police. (laughs) I mean, people are watching us, and and shit, this isn't good.
1: Because I'm sure there's a saying, like, what you've had, Pat, um, you've had that, and you don't want to... I don't know. Something.
0: I don't know. <laughs>
1: I don't even know, but...
2: But anyway, man. So, Wait, yeah, wasn't, so...
1: wasn't Lebanon the place where that good Taco Bell was, or was that somewhere else?
2: No, that's in Indiana. That was when we made the trips from Chicago to Ohio, and that was... You know what? Yeah, it was. I think it was a Lebanon exit north of Indianapolis.
1: Yeah, I, I could have sworn it was Lebanon, where the good, ta- but I don't think it's a Taco Bell anymore. Really? What, qual- what qualifies a good Taco Bell? I don't know. Dude, it was just different.
2: It was like fresh and just everything was good. Who knows, man?
1: I almost wonder if like the main facility where they make all the food is like right next to it, so they get mm. all the fresh stuff. It was good. <laughs> yeah,
2: they have all the fresh fixings right there. Didn't we? Did we go to a all-you-can-eat KFC around there one time too? Uh, I mean, that was a disaster.
1: If I mean, it was, got- if, if it was there, we went. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, I, we were. We definitely went there. I, I, because I, I, met, I think we both can believe we found a all-you-can-eat KFC buffet.
4: There's one uh, in Lawrenceburg, Indiana, yeah. which isn't that far from here, yeah. from Cincinnati, oh, far, oh, far from Chicago. It's close <laughs> to the casino. Yeah,
2: <laughs> my vegan days are over. Oh, fried chicken! I can't get the thought of fried chicken out <laughs> Just, of my head ever. You're going to
1: Popeyes right after we do the show. i
3: Popeyes. Oh, I love Popeyes. <laughs> With, with oh, thought of man. all you can eat buffets, though, with COVID, it's kind of gone. Yeah, I don't think there's the buffets past. anywhere. Yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah, I don't want that. I mean, maybe I will for. I could risk COVID for the buffet. Hey, KFC, wow. Buffet. 100, percent I would, man. If you find a vegan, all you can eat buffet, I'll go with you. Dude, there is one on Reading Road,
2: kind of near. I don't know if it's Walnut Hills or. My, a guy took at least it's vegetarian. I know that. But it's like a Jewish Indian kind of food place. And I remember thinking, great, this guy wanted a meeting there. Something about, we were watching, something to do with a script. And Mm -hmm. we we sat down, and I'm like, the food was actually pretty damn good. Damn it, I gotta find out the name of that place. It looked like a pretty suspect kind of building, but the food was good. I'm guessing it's not open anymore. That was probably like about 10, 12 years ago. That's prior to COVID. And prior to vegan even being like turning into a big deal, I mean there was vegans for a long time. I seen them. I would, They were like. It was like I had a better chance of finding a leprechaun. <laughs> now they're now they're everywhere. Yeah, leprechauns are. <laughs> yeah, <there's> apparently <laughs> <of> <laughs> there's a
5: vegan in the tree. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Do you have one more, Tony?
1: I do. Should I save it to move on, or should I, should I? Should I go ahead and go for it? Oh, let's do it. We're doing it. Let's get this. So this one, let me get his name right, is from Leo B. Versales, and he's from the House of Pleasure in Hammond, Minnesota. And he Mm -hmm. says, I listen to your show. You guys sound like strapping men. I would love it if you come to my House of Pleasure and do a show. And then he gives his information. Really? So what do you think? So, Leo B for Do you think uh, we should do this at the House of Pleasure?
2: What is Leo? Le- guy- what is this for
1: I that's his name. Leo B for Sure, at the let's House go. House of Pleasure. Did you guys because Google it? it? Is this a real place? I don't know. I don't like Googling shit because then it goes in my browser history, and I the government watches everything I do.
2: Yeah, the government is very interested in Tony for some reason. I don't know why, dude. <laughs> <laughs> all they find all day is like things about burritos and shit. <laughs> <laughs> the, the holy grail,
1: Taco Bell. <laughs> you know what? I, I <laughs> Destiny too. <laughs> I really don't feel like going to Minnesota. But here's what I was thinking with this, with this email. Mm-hmm. You know how we were talking to the dude uh, from Minnesota about Bigfoot? Yeah. yeah. Well, fuck it. Let's let's contact that guy. Let's go for a week into Minnesota. Fucking hunt some Bigfoot with that dude. See what happens. See if we see anything. <laughs> and then we stop by the House of Pleasure. And if we walk in it's too fucking shady, we leave. Okay. Let's
2: do it. I'll go with Frankie and Bernie go.
1: They're not going to go. House of Pleasure right in Minnesota? Yeah.
3: <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't sound very fun. It's
4: I'm probably, out of a
1: dude, you probably have cheese there. It sounds cheese. like a... <laughs> cheese and sausage.
3: Sounds like
2: a
1: good story. Yeah. I mean, cheese.
2: I guess want we'll to remember it for... it's. For the upside that it presented and not with the reality of us getting murdered and stuffed (laughs) in somebody's suitcase in the closet. That's
3: the risk and reward you run with going to the house of pleasure. As long as we get to hunt Bigfoot.
1: Pat, we are strapping dudes, man. We can take care of ourselves. It's true. You're right. I'm down. Look, let's set it up. Let's do it. You know, and it doesn't say what type of pleasure it is. I mean, we assume it means sexual pleasure, but we don't know that. It could be just like, could be a lot of pizza. it could yeah, be a lot of be food, be like food, steaks,
0: pizza,
1: burritos. No, you know, it could tacos, be tacos, massages. It could be fried chicken. Know. Words of affirmation, maybe that's yeah, just really real, cool yeah. positive uh, place.
2: Yeah, yeah. You see that? That's not very pleasurable for me. Though. <laughs> 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 no, I know I yeah, you're right. That does sound pretty good. All of the above. That's how I want it. Give me let me eat a piece of pizza, give me the words of affirmation and whatever and stick a cucumber up my butt. Wow. Oh my god, I just screwed up the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, that went dark fast. <laughs> he said cucumber up his butt. There's like an extra ten thousand listeners.
1: This Megan, is why now the, friendly. Gover- the government's gonna subsidize cucumbers. Oh. Well, that's your balance.
4: that sounds like your first post in OnlyFans like that picture once you guys get a thousand. <laughs> Yeah.
2: Well, speaking of cucumbers, I've been buying cucumbers for like the last month because I love cucumbers and they just been rotting in my refrigerator and we have to throw them out. And every time I we throw them out, I get mad because I want cucumbers and then I order more and then it comes or we pick we go get it and then we put it in our refrigerator and then it rots again. It's like this horrible cycle and I need help. Just eat them.
1: Yeah. It makes no sense. You want them, but you don't eat them. I don't know why. That's the problem.
2: It's easier said than done. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Well, moving on, man. Moving on, I guess. Hey, man. So I'm glad you guys are actually, it's kind of cool having you guys on the entire show before we get to your actual interview. But in honor of our musical guest, The Last Troubadour, we, Tony and I, have each put together a list of our top five bands along with some honorable mentions. So, you guys, I know I didn't give you a heads up on this, but, you know, obviously you can partake or you can critique our list, whatever you guys want to do. But um, mm-hmm. that we're going to give our top, our ten. this is going to be a lot of some of the questions I'm actually going to ask you, obviously related to bands and your taste and what you guys like listening to growing up and all that kind of stuff. So, that's going to be the next thing we're going to do here. Tony, you did you make a list?
1: Yes, I made a list. Really?
2: Of course I did. I think you outdid me on this one because I remember saying, Hey, did you do your top five list? And you're like, Yeah, dude, I got like thirty. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I put I extras.
1: Like, I I did my top five, but I just did some extras, which I don't need I can mention later or whatever. Not at all. It doesn't really matter. And I threw mine together and I'll know I'll keep thinking of other yeah. bands
2: that I'll be like, Oh damn it, why didn't I bring them up? Or why didn't I bring them up, right? Um there are so many. Can I, I kind of half-assed did it, but because I couldn't remember, I thought I was going to be fine because I did one of those lists on Facebook when I used to be on Facebook months ago when you did like every day for 10 days, you you did it, you posted a band that you loved or something, or no, actually it was an album.
3: Do you remember seeing that on there, Bernie? I do. Did you partake in it? Uh, Yeah, I did see it. I didn't partake in it, but I saw like people's photo of the day or, Every day for now. An you, you suggest someone it. and tag someone. I always hate it when people do that,
2: but I did do it on this occasion. And I think you were one of the people I tagged. Uh-oh. Because hmm. you were, maybe, I, think, I thought, because I'm like, well, you're in a band. I'd like to get your take. But a lot of people I tagged, they may not have seen it. Or uh, one guy made a joke out. A few of them kept, did theirs. <laughs> I know our buddy Eric did, who was in a band that Tony was in with him called Pure Contamination. That's ago. right.
1: Pure Contamination. He was the bassist.
3: What genre were you, Tony?
1: Metal. Yes. We were really close to like Pantera, I guess. If I had to say what we sounded like. Only way better. Yeah, we were way better. (laughs) Better. We were so good that other bands didn't want us to play, so we got blackballed. (laughs) Is that that really how it went? No, not at all. (laughs) We really didn't make it out of our garage. Yeah, but the fact that you did
2: it and you had a song called Overlord.
1: Yes, Overlord.
2: <laughs> that you actually are an honorable mention for me, Tony. Oh, well, thank you. Band. So that's thank me you. starting off an honorable mention band, Pure Contamination, with you, your brother Steve, Eric, and I don't know how many drummers you went through, but I know Brett was one of the drummers.
1: Yeah, Brett was pretty much, and then we had a drum machine for a little bit. <laughs> you yeah. just use the drum machine. <laughs> you see, Bernie, we could just use a drum machine, then you yeah, wouldn't play anything. You don't need me. <laughs> you know, I will say because I, I tried uh, a few years ago, like recreating our our music uh, through Garage bands <laughs> and it is amazing how far drum technology has come, as far as faking it. Oh yeah, it,
3: yeah. It's from like even like last two three years, it's gotten a lot better sounding. Yeah. I mean,
4: yeah, I use the Logic, which is just like a. More souped up garage band And I don't even want to bother Recording drums I just programmed them <laughs> just <laughs> a lot like, easier Bernie, you don't need
2: to come To band practice today
4: Yeah I'm
3: I'm being replaced by robots It's okay I already came Everyone to is though Realization Yep. They're Soon perfect Soon it'll I'm be the nods. lead singer Frankie Soon it'll be yeah. you
4: I mean with AutoTune, You don't even have to be A good singer anymore <laughs> You're kind of robotic Yeah Yeah Yeah, ah, yeah For, dude, I, I You gotta be in the ballpark And then the producer Can save you <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well. So there's no hope for me still. <laughs> so so Pat, are we doing honorable mentions first?
2: Well, I just did that. I, I mentioned it. You can just start it off with the okay. top five and we'll do our top, five top five. first and then we will
1: And it's amazing um, how much how much this ages somebody when they go through their list and you think about your favorite bands and bands that kind of influenced you in your life and what you still enjoy listening to. And the first one is gonna shock a lot of people. Um but it's gonna come back around at the end, also with a with a little side note. But my first band is Blink One Eighty Two. Oh.
4: Ding 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 yeah. ding 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 ding. Yeah.
1: That's yeah. A good choice. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: Well, dude, it's kind of in line for my number five as well. Then um, it flip flop back and forth, so I'm just gonna give two: my number four and my number five. And it sucks because they're kind of the same genre. Because, you know, uh, actually it was you who got me into punk rock music at the beginning. Uh, but one of my favorite bands, uh, and it's my number five, is Green Day from Dookie. I loved Green Day. I thought Green Day was great. And it was just a big part of me growing up in high school. And I'm just going to give my number four. It's not really the same, but they are punk rock. It was uh, No Effects. Oh, okay. No
1: effects, yeah. yeah. No effects is definitely in my top eleven <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it didn't make my list <laughs> it didn't make, it didn't make time, <laughs> <but> I love no <laughs> effects listening to all the time my number uh four is Danzig, but it's the Danzig yeah. one through four Danzig with the uh original lineup um i think acid rain no not that not once he went uh techno or whatever but um you know I think his music is totally underrated. Uh, I know sometimes people think he's kind of cheesy with all his uh, horror stuff, but if you just listen to the music, listen to the riffs, listen to his voice, it's just awesome.
2: Well, Danzig would have been in my top five, but I know that you are a huge Danzig fan. I thought they were going to be higher on your list, actually. But because of that and learning about Glenn Danzig and Mm -hmm. being punk, uh, I'm just throwing out an honorable mention for me is – was obviously Danzig, but The Misfits.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've listened to uh, hybrid moments about 40 times in the past two days. Really? Yeah, I love that song.
2: Well, very cool. Well, I I already did my number four, so go ahead with your number four.
1: Danzig was my number four. Oh, shit. I did Blink-182, then Danzig.
2: Well, there's my second time I've ruined the show today. (laughs) Um... My my number my number 3 is Van Halen. It's a good choice. And and you know for the longest time I liked uh Van Halen better with David Lee Roth. And then over time I think it was probably the last 2 or 3 years I would listen to Hagar. And I just right. could I started thinking I'm like dude Sam he was good. Yeah. Like maybe he was better front man and maybe they did have better music
1: yeah and i started um, getting
2: confused a couple <laughs> years ago in the year last year
1: uh van oh halen is in my top 10 um but it's kind of funny just this weekend i i texted steve and eric about how i want to be sammy hagar i'm not even kidding this is 100% true because i found out the dude was 73 years old Whoa. and he's still fucking rocking and just happy as shit and it's like dude i want to be sammy hagar
2: yeah, doesn't he own, like, a whole bunch of Mexican restaurants or something?
1: Uh, I think he just the hangs cantinas down cantinas, Cabo something. or something like that. Yeah, Cabo. Got the, the Cabo Wabo. Kilo. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah and
2: the guy's a freaking genius, too. Yeah. Total total genius, dude.
4: This guy. Yeah, Sammy Hagar, uh, that era is more, okay, so David Lee Roth was, like, ain't talking about love, not writing love songs, songs about yeah. having a good time, and then you have Sammy Hagar, and there's, like, love songs. So Van Halen kind of shifted. It's content.
2: Yeah, but I mean, and I mean, you talk to David Lee Roth now, and you talk to Sammy Hagar now. One guy's got his shit together; the other guy's like, I feel so sorry for. Um, I probably shouldn't say that. I mean, who knows? It's maybe how the how the interviews go for him. They don't go very well for him. But uh, it was, I think, it was a long time. You remember the VH1 shows? Where are they now? Yeah, and they're interviewing yeah. him, and then he realized he was on like some kind of has-been show, and he got pissed off. Oh no. And he's well, like, "What? No, man. He took his shit off, and he was walking away, but it was still connected to something too. And like, his shirt got ripped, and it was like Yeah, David Lee
1: Roth is not somebody that would ever be unaware of they now. Come on, that was <laughs> th- that was disrespectful. You know. It was disrespectful, man. Be-
2: because he's one of the best front man- I mean, he was good, dude. I mean, he was perfect for the band. I mean, let's face it, Eddie Van Halen, Art, rest in peace, was in my opinion the best guitarist of all
1: time. Mine too. Yeah."
2: But I say that I say that letting everyone know that I am not as musically I'm not uh, like some guy that really follows music like obviously the last Troubadour and then you Tony I know music's always been a big part of your life more than me uh, but from what my little knowledge I always thought I considered him one of the best if not the best
4: Yeah definitely a thing with with Eddie Van Halen it's not even a knock on him because he was technically good, but he also had a unique sound that everyone just tried to copy. So that's, that's even in my book better than being technically really good is if you bring something different to the table, like everybody was copying Eddie Van Halen to the point where he would detune his guitar in recording. So people couldn't copy him or like when they played live. (laughs) So he's very sought after kind of guitar tone, even to this day. Like people really like that sound. That's pretty
1: cool. I pretty much look at it this way. Any rock or metal band that started after 1979, Eddie Van Halen was a direct influence. You know, oh, yeah, probably. Without a doubt.
2: <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, just with that, now I'm thinking of all these things. I saw a movie about Motley Crue. Oh, recently. Dirt? Oh, I saw that, yeah, too. Who that gr- I, I love that
3: movie. I actually learned stuff from that movie, which is funny. But... I love the Aussie scene. Oh, in the, by the pool? Oh, yeah. <laughs> at the swimming pool? Yeah.
2: Yeah, man. You know what, though? That made me think, like, you know, Motley Crue, I don't know if I'm going to put them in my top five or maybe not in my top ten, but just because they're party, they were, like, <laughs> what bands were, were supposed to be in the, you know, at least I know probably the yeah. 80s, you know, but that 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 was pretty cool. That movie is great, but uh, uh, I
1: recommend it. When, when my son and I were uh, just recently in Cleveland and we went to Rock and Roll <laughs> Hall of Fame, and I found out Motley Crue's not in it. No. I was like going ape shit there. They've yeah, never been crazy. inducted? I no, didn't know that. No, and I, 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 didn't guess, know that either. I guess I don't know the whole story, but there's some feud with Motley Crue and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or something like that. Because like Depeche hmm. Mode got in. Hmm. And it's like, wait, Depeche Mode is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Over, but over
2: Motley Crue? Yeah. Motley Crue. Dude, I mean, there's a <laughs> list of people in the Rock yeah. and Roll Hall of Fame that'll make you pissed. Well, what would make you mad—not that they don't deserve it—but like when you say Motley Crue's not in it, and then like Depeche Mode, or you know, what, Depeche Mode was a fine band, I guess. I mean, they yeah, were fine for me, their but thing, they, but come
1: on, Motley Crue, dude. Motley Crue is way more famous than Depeche Mode. Way better.
4: Right. But anyway. yeah, I'd agree with that. I think that's a safe... well. No, I like Depeche Mode, dude. Well, that's I'm crazy not, to me. I'm I'd,
1: not knocking Depeche Mode, but come on, Motley Crue, Depeche Mode, come on.
4: <laughs> I'm about, looking into this. I didn't know they weren't in there. Yeah, they're not. Wow. Okay. Yeah,
2: like, yeah, wasn't anyway. Donovan inducted in 2012? Uh, I don't remember. Like, is anyone, and who the hell are, who is Donovan?
1: Do you guys know who they are? N- Somebody from n- the 50s no. or 60s. Yeah, well. Anyway, should my, I continue with my, my list? Yeah, I was doing. I'm on number three. Uh, Metallica is my number three. And a lot of people probably would have thought they'd been higher, but they're not. But uh, Why, Metallica. because of their <laughs> last
2: two or three albums?
1: Uh, n- No, just, I mean, Trending I've always downward. really liked Metallica, and they, they, they rock out and everything, but um, I'm just thinking for myself and the bands I've listened to uh, the most and influenced, uh, you know, just the way I listen to music today. So, but they're True. number three.
2: Well, my second is Queen nice nice and i know it's like everyone's like oh well that's like the fad of course you're going to say queen but i don't know anytime i listen to queen i'm not going to change the channel it's like i I can be in different kinds of moods like when i work out i put on metallica radio and i'm listening to metallica if i could just listen to metallica while i work out or pantera would be fine or Danzig, then yes but Metallica, you know what i mean but queen like they can really get you Right right, deep into your soul. I love I love it. I love Queen.
4: Yeah, Queen's huge. Uh, Night at the Opera is always my answer. If when People are like, if you're on a desert island, you can only have one album to listen to. Like, Night at the Opera. It's just so diverse, and the production is crazy. Yeah. It has Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, best yes, friend. Which,
2: which I know that they had the movie come out, which I don't know if it did them favorably or not. I don't know if oh, it It had, had to have, yeah. Yeah, but... But, but that song, Bohemian Rhapsody, I don't know how that can't be in, in the discussion of greatest
4: s- song of all time. Yeah, that's a safe, uh, safe assessment. I would agree with that.
1: <laughs> so what's your number one, Tony? I'm actually in my number two, Pat.
4: Oh, you are? <laughs> oh, shit.
1: Yes. Metallica
2: was number three. baffles me.
1: My number two is Alkaline Trio. I've been listening oh, to Alkaline really? Trio, yeah, and I've been listening uh. to Alkaline Trio like since their first album. Um, just, I don't know. There's just like some connection with me and Alkaline Trio. I don't, I don't know what it is. Right. And what's interesting now, Matt Skiba. Yeah, that's what I
4: was gonna say. Sings sings you like you Blink was for, on there, Blink One Eighty Two.
1: He's Blink One Eighty Two now, and it's like, or it's part of the band now. And it's just, it's just funny that two of my favorite bands that kind of mesh together. Um, I like
4: Blink's latest album with him on it. I really dug that album. Yeah,
1: so, yeah. And and I even like Skiba's uh, solo stuff, too. It's really good. Um, Luciferian Blues is an awesome song, if you ever, you know, listen to that. But uh, Alkaline Trio as a whole, yeah, my number two. Nice.
2: Nice, all right. Yeah, I remember you got me onto them, too. Them,
1: uh, what are they, kind
2: of like a ska punk rock?
1: Alkaline Trio? No, they're, you know... um, they're like punk, but they kind of got their own like edge to them. Right. So, so yeah.
2: Well, it's like when I see them, and I also someone put me on the like White Stripes, and I always thought they were pretty awesome too. And there's uh, and as we have this discussion, I just think of so, so many other bands that are just so awesome, and I, it's hard to make a top list. Like even movies, because that list hard. can change at any second. Yeah. But um, but my my number one. Are we at number? Am I at one now?
1: You are number one, Pat.
2: Is Metallica. I mean, dude, every band, every every album that came out within the '80s, the first four albums, whatever, it was was awesome. I could listen to every from beginning to end each album while I'm working out, or just anything to just get me pumped up, like just like steroids. And uh, I can't even tell you, man, was it one? What is the 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 um, the video they made about the? the vet, the veteran. That's one. Yeah. That's one dude. I mean, I don't know everything about him. Like I'll keep my own, my own personal thing is, you know, I don't know if I was jumping on the bandwagon of like the, you know, when those true fans can't progress with the band, you know, you hear that about people when someone progresses, like Howard Stern, all Howard Stern's people don't like him now because he's different or because he's progressed or whatever the hell it is. You know, I, I just don't, I'm sure they're fine. Anything Metallica plays, they're a very great, talented bunch. But anything they made, from Master of Puppets, Kill 'Em All, I mean, it's just so great, dude. It's like I don't even know what we would do without that music. Like Mega Death would probably fill a void. I don't know Black Sabbath, and I just just but Metallica, dude. I do. Who I don't even know who you could who would fill the hole. Metallica would leave if they didn't exist. I know who would. Oh nope.
1: well, because you're my number one. <laughs> oh, hoo hoo! You already mentioned Megadeth. Megadeth, oh. mm. nineteen was nineteen eighty eight. That's so far so good. So what came out? And my brother actually got it as a birthday gift from his buddy Eric. Um, got the cassette. and uh, both him and I listened to that thing over and over and over again. We're like, this is the coolest. Music ever like just loved it, and you know, and we had some Metallica stuff, you know, and and everything. But I don't know, there was something about Megadeth and that album, like that totally is the one that totally pushed me into to thrash and loving the Big Four. And uh, then after that, when Rust and Peace came out, Holy right. Wars, the punishment is due is the best metal song ever, hands down. Like I can't, I won't even listen to anybody else try to argue me anything different about that. So, it's Megadeth. I have a question one. for you.
0: Yeah?
2: If Dave Mustaine had continued with being in Metallica, do you think Metallica will, A, would what well, I'm guessing would probably be higher on your list, I don't know, yeah. but do you think Metallica could have actually been better
1: in the 80s? <sighs> well, if they would have done Holy Wars, yeah. <laughs> well, I Holy Wars, know. I think, was 1990. So, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, it is hard to say because Kurt, he brought a lot to
4: the table too. But yeah, I, I, mean, I Dave Mustaine is on, on, I don't know. I, I'm not the biggest uh, Megadeth fan, but I really appreciate like Dave Mustaine's like drive, like screw you guys. I'm going to make my own band and just yeah. be awesome. Yeah, That's and he a cool instantly
2: had a great band. That was what was even crazier. He didn't have to go through the, like he didn't have to go through a whole rebuilding. It's like they were instantly awesome.
1: Yeah. yeah, and you got got to remember, he wrote most of the first two uh, Metallica albums, like or at least he's got a lot of credit on both of them. He says that he were using his stuff on puppets also, but I don't know. But the first two well, albums, they were. like I don't think the guy. Yeah, would. but Dave Mustaine has writing credits on uh, both "Kill 'Em All" and "Ride the Lightning."
2: Well, even when I read this, I'm I'm kind of sad that I didn't put Misfits on my top five. Or I mean, they just didn't make it, I guess. Black Sabbath. I mean, they were your number two, right? Did you what? say? Oh no, they weren't on your. T- no, they weren't on al- your list.
1: Alkaline Trio was my number two, Pat. Yeah, that's I just right. said it like five minutes ago. Yeah. Well,
0: I don't
2: and these
1: see, are just you know, and these are just lists of my favorites and what I listen to. That doesn't mean I think they're the best musically. Just right. You know, it's a special connection. I I think music is more than just the writing. It's the way the the singer songwriters connect with you. So.
4: Yeah, you guys are all like all other- your, Everybody's like an aggressive guitar-driven kind of band. I like you guys lists.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I I I mean, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I think even growing up though, I wasn't being that I I followed sports a lot and you know, I, me and Tony became good friends like sophomore year and you know, I had some of my friends listen to music, but until I was actually was hanging out with Tony, he was a guy who, you know, I mean, his brother, he plays music. He's a very a very good guitarist and listening to music and knowing like talking about Musician talking about bands like sports teams for the first time was a thing, and I kind of followed it. So I attribute it to my friendship with Tony, actually, with on the music scene. That's probably why we have similar taste. But like the other day, I was like listening to bands like Primus and Stormtroopers of Death, and then Sausage, (laughs) and they're all kind of similar in a way too, because a lot of them had interchanging yeah pieces almost. But I don't know. It depends what kind of mood I'm in because.
1: I mean, like the I'll Beatles, just,
2: I always respected Beatles. I, I never had a Beedle, Beedle, Beatles album growing up. I knew of the Beatles. I never thought they were bad. And I watched this movie called Yesterday. Have you guys seen that movie?
4: Yeah, yes. I've heard of it. That I have seen it. I heard it was good though. It is great. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it too. Yeah, I liked it. And it, movie. Made
2: me even, it made me think like, why isn't Beatles more in my life musically? And it's probably because I wasn't very heavily musically incline. I'm terrible at singing and playing music, so that probably didn't help. But I started thinking, like, man, the Beatles are great, man. Like Every single song. How can you have this many songs?
4: Yeah, and they weren't together How that, that many long. Great songs. Ten years about. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah and in that movie, just in case anyone uh the protagonist gets in an accident, and when he wakes up, no one's heard of the Beatles, so he makes it his mission to uh, re- write and record their songs. Or not write, just record them and it does make you really appreciate the Beatles I just I've uh, just got my degree in music So um, kind of It gave me more of an appreciation of the Beatles Because I always liked the Beatles too In fact there was like a Beatles poster above my crib So they were always like instilled in my head But it, it's not until like you really like look into their catalog You had four really good songwriters I mean Ringo kind of But <laughs> they, they did write some bangers In a very short time
3: right. And everybody knows who they are Yeah All Right that's hard to and being, say. That every, you, everybody knows what one band is, just right? In, yeah. And you know,
2: and, and speaking of having a great band, a great local band, I feel like <laughs> it's tough now that really listen to rock bands. Just like, it, if, does it exist? Why? No. When you listen to rock, it's not. It doesn't have as much substance. Maybe it's just because I'm not following the progress of music. But you guys are great, man. I mean, well, Last Troubadour. You. You. I mean, I don't want to. I'm gonna bust into the to the guest now but i want to at least mention you guys as the honorable mention at least the best the best band here in the tri-state area and i'm sure you guys have plans to you guys already have some uh music videos you guys have a even a, a record label don't you
4: uh not a record label we have three albums or er, uh,
3: three okay albums i don't even listen to me I don't even know I'm <laughs> three albums and we have two music videos now yeah officially and we are currently writing our fourth album.
4: Yeah, see, uh, we're a, what's called a, a concept band, so each album's part of a bigger story. Um, so there's just a five-planned album arc. I don't know what happens once we get past five, but since I've like been 17, I'm like, I'm just going to do five, and we're on four Nice right and now. even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Five's not even. i know, kidding. <laughs> What uh, happens after five, though? I don't know. Six, I've only got this story planned out till five, because... Th- I I don't want to take away from you guys segments but yeah it's just uh, right
2: Well now it's like we almost jumped into this where we almost almost can't stop now cuz now I want to ask is this your concept is this your story or is this a collaboration of of other
3: people in the band The story is all Frankie Yeah the story like the, sh- so the songs are collaboration of course but the, mm-hmm. the he writes all the lyrics and he came up with the story you can explain it better than I can why you came up with the story
4: Oh uh, so, so back in the day I I uh, played, I learned guitar late in the game. I, I didn't learn guitar till a senior in high school. I was a very strict um, saxophone player and I was going to go to school for jazz saxophone. I'm like, guitar, that's for posers. That's not real music. Uh, but I did learn guitar because I got inspired by a girl and because she, she was into guitar players. I'm like, can't be that hard. And uh, I wrote her a song. She's like, Ew, I hate it when guys try and impress girls by writing songs. I'm like, what? That's way too much power to give a human. I'm gonna create a concept. So even if I write songs about people, they don't. It's not. I can always hide behind a concept. So it, it started back in high school. Just the last troubadour is a character in a much bigger story uh, of a dystopian world where music's outlawed, and you have this character kind really? of go. Yeah. Uh, currently, that's what I've been doing right now in the pandemic is uh, turning this into a comic. So we've got, I've gone back into Act One, and I've already got uh, about five, six pages. Of it, I've been working with an artist. I can't really draw, but that's that should be coming out somewhat soonish. Um, but yeah, it's just it, it, a concept allowed me to like kind of hide into a world where if I don't want to talk about what a song's about, I'm like, yeah, this is just part of the concept. Don't ask me. It's uh, really? yeah, and this is all from when you were in high school. You came up with this entire story. Uh it's the story's kind of uh, evolved and changed with different points in my life i thought act three i would be uh, married with kids (laughs) and that's where the story was gonna go but uh didn't kind of pan out that way but now i have the ending in mind like when i started i didn't really have an ending i just i thought five sounded like a good number but uh, i've got a definitive ending and how it's gonna end now so this Uh, is
2: like a parallel thing with your real life then
4: yes so you're talking about this is like parts of
2: your life so If you know the the fifth part of your story, does that mean you're going to wait for that fifth part till what happens in your (laughs) life happens? Or are you going (laughs) to force your life to end up a certain way to match what you have in store for your fifth album?
4: That's some straight-up psychiatrist stuff. I don't know. (laughs) I can't give you that answer. you're predicting your own future? (laughs) Yeah. Like, no, it's supposed to happen this way. Everyone stand here and do this. No, I I won't say I'm going to force... Events to happen, because at this point in the story, it's it's not like my life at all. Okay, um, it started out,
3: and but then it's mended into something he's created more than. If him.
4: anything, the protagonist now more models my brother Bernie. Like I, his appearance, just kind of like how I think of him. I, there's my life's kind of weird. A long time ago, I stopped thinking of myself as the hero, so I kind of created a new one. And I'm. Why the hero did you? Okay, well let's I'm let's, just let's
2: let's go let's start let's go there. So. You thought of yourself as a hero. Now this is obviously so you played saxophone. You said correct.
4: Yeah, I uh, got and some scholarships to go to school for saxophone playing. So that was like my my focus. Like just going to play saxophone. I got diverted by a girl.
2: And you truly, at the time you played saxophone, you actually, in a sense, rebelled against wanting to play a, 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 an instrument like guitar. Did I hear yeah. that
4: correctly? That's, this is very, like, I was much more pretentious when I was younger. So the way I looked at it, because I understood music theory and music, and I would see these guitar players, quote, guitar players, um, these these kids, because we were all kids back then, they would just know some power chords. And even not being a guitar player, I'm like, what they're doing is not hard, but you see how, like, girls would just fawn over, like, oh my gosh, a guitar. I'm like, do you know how many hours I practiced the saxophone? This guy picked up a guitar in a weekend. (laughs) And you think just because he can play Smoke on the Water, he's the coolest dude ever. i'm 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 studying john coltrane transcriptions and charlie parker like doing it by ear and you like i i was gonna say green day because i do like green day but like just because he can play a green day song uh i'm not taking away from green day because they're up there as my favorite as well but it kind of was that rebellious and then it was really christmas break where i'm like i'm just gonna learn guitar and when i come back i'll play guitar and that's really what it was i just sat down learned it and like here just started writing songs so when was that that you started playing guitar uh, like back half of senior year of high school.
2: So you did. So it was at the end of high school, you said, okay, let me, let me take a shot at this guitar thing.
4: Yeah. <laughs> and, and, again, with your, the- and
2: with your ear and being a talented musician, that probably wasn't anything for you. Like for me, it would take me years and years and years to just stare at my fingertips and go, man, I can't do anything on this thing.
4: Well, oh, no, don't you get me wrong. Picked- you, you have a bass knowledge. And the, the real the big instrument that can transcend is if you understand piano. And I'm not even saying I'm the world's best piano player, but just kind of when you're going towards the theory route, you have to at least know a little bit of piano. So knowing piano as your bass will kind of bleed into other instruments, but it's not like I can go look at a French horn and play it. I understand the concept of music, but there's still the mechanics of that instrument you have to get under your finger. Guitar is really hard. like It's, it's about getting that muscle memory, But uh, so it's not like I can just pick up an instrument and just be a master of it. But that being said, I, I can't play a lot of instruments. <laughs> So I have to imagine,
2: so I want to hear the story now of, let's go, pre-high school, right? Sure. First of all, who's the oldest between you and Bernie?
4: I am the oldest by 18 Frank months. Frankie's older. Yeah. 18, so, I thought
2: you were going to say 18 years. I'm like, oh my gosh. 18 centuries like, older than me. awesome and creepy all <laughs> at the same time. He's my but, son. So, yeah. So you, you guys, what, are you, two, two grades uh, apart or one grade just, apart? Just
4: one grade apart, yeah. Our, our parents couldn't okay, wait. So, <laughs>
2: So now at any time as a, as a child, do you guys remember, was music a part of your life early on, in the early uh, days at any point?
4: We were raised by music fans. Like uh, my dad, our dad, uh, he was very much into classic rock. Like I said, I had a Beatles poster over my uh, bed and he played me Queen. And Queen's the band I gravitated to as a kid. I'm like, I love this. And, uh, then, but we were ultimately raised by our grandparents and they were more into oldies and older country music. Okay. Um, so we, yeah. So nobody really could play instruments, but they were always fans of music. It's just me and Bernie that decided so to learn instruments yeah. on our own.
2: Really? So they didn't try to push you into it, like, "Hey, why don't you pick this up and see if you can make it sound good?"
3: When we were younger, we were asked if we want to play instruments. I'm like, "Yeah, I'll play an instrument."
4: And then it was more like it seemed cool, like when you're yeah. a kid, and they're like, "Oh, you guys mm-hmm. want to be in band?" Like, yeah. And we're from uh, Oregon, and they start band earlier than when we moved out to the tri-state area. So I had, they started what fourth grade on, oh, yeah. like, are you
2: talking about Oregon, Ohio or out in Oregon, the West Oregon, coast, Oregon,
4: Oregon, West coast. Yeah. Portland, uh, Oregon. Okay. Bernie and I are from okay. the West coast. So we, ha- I started saxophone in the fourth grade and they, other kids around here started in the sixth grade and we moved out here when I was mm-hmm. in sixth grade. So I already had, so I, I, it was like this predetermined chip on your shoulder. Like, Oh, I'm better than my peers, but I was only yeah, better because <laughs> I'm on you. Listen <laughs> <Yeah>. to this. <laughs> Uh, listen
3: to this jazz Yeah Listen to this jazz
4: <laughs> The first song That I thought I was amazing at Like as a fourth grader Is I learned The Flintstones theme song Like Listen to this bleep, 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 bleep. I'm a master of music
5: <laughs>
2: But yeah it's, So it's, so early on So what was the first Instrument you did Pick up
4: then Um, I mean other than Like there being a, Like a little Cheap keyboard around It's the saxophone it's Really like, Okay first, so like first
2: real instrument. and we want to get to i, I want to lead it get kind of build this up to the, to the where the story starts
3: but bernie for you was it the same saxophone or what what
2: was so, it that you were doing
3: so i started out um in i think fourth grade i yeah. just played snare drum yeah, he and did percussion. Uh, percussion and it was really boring mm-hmm. and i switched to trumpet at fifth grade but i had the percussion background and always kept that in the back of my mind why i played trumpet and then i slowly went gravitated to drum set and that's all i really play now really. and also so, and explain so, it
4: well when bernie he picked the drums because every i wanted to play the drums i wasn't allowed but he was allowed for some reason like uh but when he said that it was, was now too is bo- this parental preferential treatment yes. from the parent like yes 100 of course
3: if you, you don't want your kid to play drums because it'd be loud annoying and but, one of the least instruments you wanted your kid to play unless because in the yeah, first like, years loud. of playing it it's, it's not easy to listen to
4: but uh the thing with bernie is he found it really boring but the band director is like no this don't let him quit he's really good at drums like no this is boring i want to play a different instrument <laughs> the drummer the the teacher was like begging our grandparents like don't let him quit so wait, they,
2: the drum
3: you had drum sets in band in, in your school no, no. The, the it was just sn- like concert, yeah th- snare drum and a bass drum or bell like bells and stuff. So it was kinda of boring as a little kid. Like, mm-hmm. oh I'm just gonna hit this snare and I wanna do something else now. And that's kinda how I switched to trumpet but I also took drum lessons um when I was in like high school I think. I kept doing drum lessons. Yeah, he
4: started drum lessons. Drum in set high
3: lessons. So I started playing set
4: then. It kind of snowballed like once I got like this chip on my shoulder, to like be a rock band. Um, like I drug Bernie into it. I'm like Bernie's naturally good at the drums. Uh, drums look like a lot of work. Bernie play the drums. <laughs> that's the instrument I cannot play. I can do one beat, but I'm like this is. I've always been a fat kid at heart, even when I'm not fat. Like still, even when I'm in shape, I'm like I'm still a fat kid. And the drums always look like way too much physical work. I'm like no.
2: Well, I mean, I'm offended that you just said that you're still a fat kid when you're in good shape because that's kind of bullshit, dude.
4: In your heart, you, you does not
2: you earn earn being fat. You gotta earn it. You gotta
0: earn it. <laughs> okay. No, but okay, So I'll, I'll he starts that. playing
2: the drums. You yep. played the trumpet, right? Uh, you were playing the trumpet too, Bernie. Yep. In the meantime, you're 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 going saxophone all the
4: way. Yeah, that was the main point. Like, uh, kind of even in high school, I was playing with uh, like adults, and then like uh, it just blues bars and jazz clubs, and then I also uh, the UC. Uh, Band they found me because uh, the director went to church, so I was playing with like college kids while I was in high school, like getting paid to join their jazz band. Just like, this is cool, I'm so cool. (laughs) I thought I was, I thought I was the shiz back then. (laughs) So, was it
2: referred to over there in Cincinnati, CCM, or is that CCM is is the the
4: music school? Uh, but the the person I knew there, he was the director of the marching band. And UC has a band program that's outside of the music conservatory, so. the plan was to get into ccm but at first my scholarship was to go to uc proper just to get my core classes and be in the marching band which was weird because i I wasn't in marching band um in high school or below because i both bernie and i uh were we played sports and uh i played football and that kind of was a crossroads of do i want to pursue football for college because i was getting scouted or do i want to do music and i chose music because uh what position did you play in football I was a lineman, uh, left tackle, really? left tackle. Yeah. Well, I was a guard until I sprained my ankle, and then I got really slow. So then they put
2: you at ta- well, I guess guard. Are you doing a lot? I mean, you got to pull down, more stationary. Sometimes, yeah, right.
4: You sometimes a tackle a pull, but mo- mostly a guard's going to be pulling. Right, but to play tackle to be good,
2: and you said you're being scouted. So not by imagine uh, I remember meeting units.
4: Uh, n- not by like so big was, schools, more like three, like what the three A, like Hanovers, like
3: still, still, I mean. Still get your tuition and stuff paid for schools. Yeah. Okay. So you're activity.
4: playing
2: saxophone. You guys are playing music from when you were kids, right? Was there yeah. ever any kind of thought in your head that you thought this was going to turn into something where did you already know at some, someday you guys were going to be in a band, a much, a band together? Or did you just think, hey, this is cool? We get to play some
4: music. And it was just something that you just, your soul craved was to play music there's, it, there's different levels of playing music. There's like, you're playing stuff you hear and trying to parrot like your influences, like, Oh, uh, look, like you're just playing cover songs or learning jazz transcriptions, but there's a different ball game when you actually start creating your own music. Um, that's what the change was. Like I always knew my life would involve music. so I I chose that over football. Uh, but it wasn't till I like wrote my first song and it was garbage, but I'm like, I love this. I want to do right. this all the time. So and, what were you, were you taking more of a, like a, a technical, a technical
2: perspective towards writing the song, like learning, how do you do it? Or were you just kind of on a whim? Like, I just want you just say, Hey, Oh man, um, I like eating Skittles. And I'm going to write a song about it. Like, tell me the, how you wrote, how that came to you, why you wrote the first song and wh- what you wrote it about. Well, uh, the first song, um, gosh, get it. what was your first song? <laughs> uh, and can you play it for us right now?
4: Probably not. Probably not. Um, you know, one of the earliest songs I ever wrote, we still play like every single set. Um, so what, <laughs> going back to your question, um, my approach to songwriting was more out of necessity. I was starting to write songs before I played guitar. I should back up a little bit. Not by much, maybe a f- few months like before Christmas break. I was a good friend with the piano player. Um mm-hmm. Because he uh, he was my accompanist, even though he's my age. Um, when you play saxophone, you do these uh, solo and ensemble type things where you go. It's basically like going state. You pick a piece that you're gonna play, and you need to hire a piano accompanist, and it's just a solo piece, and you get critiqued. And if you get a gold, you get this medal. And so I kind of became friends with this this kid. He was my age because he was the accompanist, and then uh, we're just like kind of playing around. And that's when I first like cut got the bug to want to write, but I didn't really play an instrument that could uh, accompany myself. Like I could play piano a little bit, but he was a much better piano player than me. So like not playing piano. So it's more like I, we were working on songs together. Um, and then I picked up guitar out of necessity because like, I want to be able to accompany myself and write on my own without needing a person, um, to do all the work for me. When you're
2: writing this song and you're a saxophone player, Mm -hmm. You're writing lyrics, right? Or Are you just writing the music?
4: So it's it's more like yeah, definitely the lyrics. I, I very rarely do. Am I like notating what I'm gonna do out beforehand? Um, but it's so it's it's sort of weird to explain. Like my approach to music comes from the structure of like melodies from saxophone, like just like that mechanic of how melodies work. And you still have to know your chords when you start getting in advanced levels of um, playing any kind of music. So jazz itself is very complex with the chord changes. So you always have to be cognizant of chords. Like, it's not... A, a saxophone, you can only ever play one note at a time, but you still have to understand what's behind what you're playing. So I did have a foundation of how music structure worked. But that being said, when I started writing a song, it's more like a little kid learning how to walk. And Like, you just want to get to where you're running, so you stumble a lot. You're not really thinking about, like... Uh, I was trying to play an instrument in front of me, but... You're not thinking, like, oh, okay, how do I invert this chord? What's the best inversion? All right, what's substitution, this dominant fifth? You're not thinking that way. You're more thinking either chords first, melody first. It more fits, like, what you're, you're trying to do from the get-go. And then the lyrics come to you after that, is what you're saying? It's a mix. Sometimes you'll come up with a lyric or a line way before there's music to it. Uh, like, I just am constantly writing. Well, now the, I just do it on my phone. If I come up with a note or a... But back in the day, I always had notebooks with me, and you just write something down um, lyric wise. But So it's, it's never one thing. It's, you write the lyrics first, you write the melody first, kind of either or.
2: Okay, so when, all right, and then this was, so to put the timeline together, this transition, this first song, this I guess happened your senior year. Yeah, senior year. That's when big. you picked up the guitar. Mm-hmm. Now, was you picking up the guitar more of you saying, was it something to do with writing songs?
4: yes it was I wanted to be in a rock band and playing with a piano player pianos definitely are in rock music but it's not the first instrument you think of in a rock band and um, I just like wanted to be able to accompany like if I had this really good piano player in my band uh, we need a guitar player and even if I'm not the best I can I understood the concept of a rhythm guitarist like a lot of times lead singers also play guitar they're not doing necessarily the hardest stuff you get someone else to do that But that's it. Became out of that kind of. There's there's two poles. Like there was like very much like a very high school drama ish love triangle between this poser guitar player and this girl from my church that I was into and she kept gravitating towards him. Cause this kid would carry, he was one of those that would carry the guitar all the way like with him through class, like in his back. And then I being the punk, like, Hey man, why don't you play something? He's like, Oh, I, I don't feel like it. Cause he, he didn't really know how to play. He just liked holding a guitar cause it got him girls. <laughs> and like the, and you I called s- him out.
2: I, so when you I asked s-
4: him, you probably weren't
2: really wanting to listen to music. You were more like, yeah, play something for us, you fucking asshole. Yes,
4: <laughs> maybe not those yeah. words exactly, but yeah, they press yeah. the girl,
2: they press all the girls like the one I like. You son of a bitch. Uh,
4: uh, the sad story is it didn't matter. Uh, the girls still gravitated towards that guy, but um, I mean, damn,
2: I should have carried a guitar around. I don't think. Yeah, back in high school,
4: that's, it, that's all it took in high school, and that. Not that you want to go around trying to get high school chicks because you're married, and it's, that's really weird. Yeah. But, yeah, um, that's all it, well, it that's took. What,
2: that was my plan, but never
3: mind. You <laughs> <laughs> spoiled that thing. I don't, yeah, I don't I know what
4: it's, it's like now in high school. you got to be a TikTok star. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, there, I just, there is no knows, high school. It's
3: all virtual school. Oh,
4: yeah, that's true. Yeah, kids don't go to school.
2: Tony somewhere. has a son in high school or something, don't
1: yeah, you, Yeah, he's a freshman.
3: How's yeah. that going with the virtual stuff?
1: Uh, it's going okay. He was actually going two days a week up until just recently, so mm-hmm. it was going okay for him. It just sucks because he plays hockey and uh, the hockey season. Uh, you know, he only had the one tournament in, in uh, Cleveland. So, speaking of
2: you know the Devil, rock and roll music, Cleveland. I mean, hey, I just everything kind of came together there thank you yes (laughs) (laughs) when you hear silence in a podcast with like a whole bunch of people it can be very very uh a lot of Uh, very humbling well and we're doing
4: it we're doing it virtually so it's hard to read cues like uh this person about to talk it's always the weird thing about it it's like guys i should have told you before the show every time i say something you should be like
2: (laughs) 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 oh my gosh can you believe he said that so witty and so funny Okay, so now you're in high school. Now we're at the part, and now at this point, from to transition from saxophone to guitar.
4: Yes. Where are we now with when you had this story developing? Oh, uh, the story didn't come honestly till a year after high school, kind of. Okay. Uh, kind of getting burnt by like trying. Like I wrote. <laughs> you you know how you so like more romanticizing life when you're in high school. Like everything feels like it it really means something. Uh, I like had it in me that I'm like, I'm going to write a whole album just about one girl. <laughs> and I didn't get a full album's worth, but I definitely had like enough for an EP, like four or five. And it just like, I had this backlog of songs like, and I didn't even want it to be about this person anymore. Cause she like really burned me. <laughs> like it just gave a bad experience. And like, so what do you do? And John Mayer's kind of talked about it too, is like writing a song about someone's a lot of power that you don't even realize, like, you give that person a lot of power cuz it's emotional cuz you're putting you're working towards something you're crafting something that you really hope to please someone and when it doesn't you're just crushed you're like oh mm-hmm. that was what was the point of that and but people are like no some of these songs are still really good you should still play them like i don't feel like it so you, the story came out of like i've always been a fan of comics and uh i read a lot as a kid i just um was really into dystopian stuff uh so what's your high favorite school. comic favorite comic um boy that's a tough question i've all i Maybe mean i want to
2: derail this i just didn't know if you had something off the top of your
4: head hmm. uh did, f- favorite i mean you said i only have generic answers uh like the best mm. graphic novels the Watchmen, like about superheroes the Watchmen. um mm. but my favorite superheroes, is spider-man and batman the, the big ones <laughs> on each camp it's not right. they're just really good they have good backstories that's what i i like more backstories about heroes mm. than actual powers
2: yeah, and then I mean to derail, derail. So you, the story started, and you start writing a song, and it, it came from a girl that eventually you're like you faced her out of your life, and now you're not interested in even singing or performing these songs.
4: Yeah, it came to that point. And, and then you now you have people encouraging you, no, you should do this. Yeah, that's uh, and you you take that feedback and you, you kind of try to make a decision. And uh, so only at thing this I can point, com- have you? no go uh, ahead sorry go ahead um at that point did i come up with the story no because uh, i had only really i didn't know that much about concept bands or even that uh bands did that until the who when i found out about tommy i got obsessed with the who and that whole like what's a concept album and i that's like i really became obsessed with that in fact it like it led me to bands like my favorite band that's still like kind of modern-ish and playing is co-eating cambria and they're strictly a cover band, but it's, I didn't discover them and then create a concept band. It's more like I found out about bands like, um, like now I'm going blank. I can only think of the, who. uh, but bands that told concept album, like, that's so cool. It was kind of a parallel, like at the same time, writing these songs and like thinking steps ahead and like maybe one day I'll do a concept album. It's like, no, I'll do the concept album now, not one day. Right.
2: Okay. And so, but, but with those five songs at that point when you would written these five songs, you, now you're, pre, you're still pre the story, right? We'll call it the epic story or whatever we. So yeah, I should, story, I should, I but- should also
4: say that we're not the last Troubadour at that point. The last Troubadour yeah. was strictly born from a kind of the story. At mm-hmm. that point we were, we were calling ourselves 60% minority because Bernie and I were Asian. Our mom's from Laos and right. um, had the piano player who was a white guy. <laughs> And then we found another Asian, and then we did the math. Like, 60% of us, or maybe, uh, maybe we had another member. Bernie's better at math than me. but Yeah, there's three, five members. Three of us were Asian. Yeah, so yeah. it came out to 60% minority. Like, yeah, we're so clever. Uh, <laughs> um, so we were writing, like, playing songs under that banner. Um, and we ha- the story came twofold. Like, I was still, like, after high school, like, fresh out of high school. I'm talking, like, still 18, 19, wanting to do stories and um, kind of MySpace got uh, made the decision for us because our MySpace page got shut down because uh, to make it simpler we were going by SPM 60% minority was kind of long to say that, that's the name but just the, the, all the marketing logos SPM well it turns out there's this South Park Mexican rapper that's that's his name mm-hmm. it's like South Park Mexican and his fan base like saw us and like got us shut down <laughs> uh, this was for
2: what in name of a song or well, for wh-
4: name of the band because we were going by SPM's like you posers you're not SPM so and so is SPM meanwhile this guy's in prison he's not active he's in prison because well it's, it's pretty dark what he did he had uh, sex with a nine year old um, and like this is your hero you're defending like and they got our MySpace page shut down because we were trying to go as SPM uh, I guess he didn't have it copywritten because he could have sent a cease and desist letter but but regardless, like we got a MySpace page taken down, and like at that point we weren't sixty percent minority. Bernie wasn't even in the band because uh, he went to college. <laughs> he yes, went. to get knowledge. And to remind to knowledge. us
2: again what SPM was. The the name is what it meant.
4: Sixty percent minority is what we okay. had. In us. Yeah, so three that divided that was- by five is sixty percent. Right.
3: <laughs> I'm always like snarky so, as a kid. So yeah, I was
4: dumb. Yeah, was dumb. I,
3: I See, so
2: there's three. So you had five people in the band at this point. Yes, and one of them was not Bernie.
4: Uh, well, I was when we came up with the name. We, yes. He was when he came up with the name, but then yeah. Bernie went I to- left. Then, and then Bernie play screwed play it, it up. Now you guys. So I was are the,
2: having to change it. I, to F- I
4: was the I was the only PM. minority, but we were still going by SPM because so that's what we started at uh, until it got shut down the MySpace page and like you know what guys, let's not uh, be SPM anymore and. Uh, it was tasked to me to come up with a new band name. I had a, like a page worth of names, and the last troubadour was a story that I was working on, independently of the band. And that's the name everybody picked. Like, it's so uh, it's so uh, the sense of urgency. The last what? Um, and like you guys sure that's a really hard name for people to wrap their heads around. Troubadours. It's not even that it's hard to spell, but it's scary to people. And but yeah, they kind of that's it stuck, and I explained like, yeah, the whole the whole concept that I was wanting to do, like, let's do it. So it's more encouragement. So why do you think it would be scary to uh, be called
2: the tr- the last troubadour? The- why do you said people think it's scary?
4: Was it? the-, the word troubadour. The, the word troubadour is scary. You explain it every time. You yeah, people. it's still something we get. We have to fight it. I, past me was not wrong. Troubadour is a hard word to like get people to rally behind. Even the troubadours, so for people that don't know, they were uh, 11th through 13th century, like kind of chivalrous uh, poets. Sometimes they were knights, but their whole big thing was about love. They, and, and then it became like uh, just kind of a term. It, anytime you saw like a guy playing love songs, like, look at that troubadour, like kind of dealio. But it has I think, the origins. I think
2: a, the big place in, in LA or in Hollywood, yeah. or I think it was West Hollywood, I lived there for years, yes. the, the troubadour.
4: Yeah, the yep. troubadours is a, a you know, venue there. That's right. one of the reasons so we I, thought it
3: was cool, because of the venue. Right. Yeah.
2: So when you first start playing again, I, I don't mean to c- stick on here, but those five songs, <laughs> people encouraged you, right? Because I want to, I want to start bringing us back to where you're at and get through the story. Sure. Is people were listening you when you wrote those first five songs? Who were you p- performing them for?
4: <laughs> like our moms. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, we yeah, yeah. We, we did, did talent show. We did talent. We played the talent show That's um one of our first shows. So me and the piano player, we actually got a job doing music at a restaurant. So we were just kind of workshop songs there. So we're playing music for this restaurant um, like every weekend. So we're playing that. And yeah, you're in high school. You can't really play at too many bars, but we play the odd right. gigs there. But it's mostly like we record these songs and play them for people and they just like them. And, and you're getting paid for this. Uh, not the songs we were making. I was getting paid at the restaurant. Uh doing I mean, but... Yeah. Doing original music never pays as much as you would hope, especially this day and age. But but yeah, back so, then we were getting paid. So this restaurant they just give you like, like hey, we want you to play some Italian music here. Sing that, or do this. Is that how it worked? Uh no, they didn't give us any they kinda give us uh carpalange, like play whatever you want. Um they only fed us in pizza, like they fed us in free food. Uh we That's got paid awesome. in, we got paid in tips. And we uh-huh. made pretty good money just playing tips, but yeah, they'd, they'd always want us back because people would come specifically to the restaurant to hear us, so yeah, and I'd always get a pizza. It was the place was called Wine All You Want Cafe," and they had kind of like Italian-ish food, but their big thing was wine. I is that drink. was that in
2: here in Cincinnati?
4: No, it' was in Indiana, Batesville, Indiana, very far from oh, really? from Cincinnati. Why, why don't that place is still around? You guys should go there like, dude, we know last troubadour. No You should man. go
2: in there like, hey, is there a space for us to work for some tips? And it's all no. quiet when you walk in. And that's that's the beginning of your next music video <laughs> called Back
4: to the Back to Our Roots. Oh back my to-
2: God, I should be your manager. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, no, that place does not exist. I've looked I, I kind of thought that too. I'm like, oh I'd like to go back, just play there, but no. I'll not go around. back anyway. Maybe it's like a massage parlor and you're like, hey, <laughs>
2: just do the same thing. Hey,
3: is there a space for us to play music? Can I play in the parking lot, please? Is the building still there? That's the. Yeah.
4: If the building's yeah. still there. We'll play. Yeah. Maybe it's a prison. So, yeah, but, the, um, the, the early days of encouragement just from that. Like, it's like, I don't know. I even looking back on the songs, like, those songs aren't even that good, but mm-hmm. I don't know. So it's so more people being nice, I guess.
2: So, a year later, now we're going a year mm-hmm. later, and you have this story, and you're mm-hmm. talking about how it's Like parent- It sounds like it's like a. Is it like your alter ego kind of thing? Or it's kind of oh. like a visual like a vision board of who like you mentioned, you thought yourself the hero, and now you look at that protagonist now being Bernie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> me. So is it Bernie that has to like live up to all this now? Maybe now not. Now it
4: does, no, I've passed the mantle on a long time ago. It's, all the that pressure's is. on Bernie. Always is. Oh, the man. whole family, everyone's look like they look at me like, look at that washout. That guy's not gonna do anything. No, We're gonna look at
3: um I guess you just more physically built a character around my love. Yeah, it kinda of like think.
4: L- yeah, losing my hair like in my twenties really like depressed me to the point where like I don't even like looking at myself. So uh, if you're gonna come up with a, a person that you look up to, you might as well be someone you're related to. Like,
2: yeah. Uh-huh. so what yeah. You, I always thought that like I have hair and I'm like, you know what? Does it even matter? You know, it, when people start talking it really about blood, I'm like, why does it does is it must be a mental thing because you're like yeah, you just shave it off right unless you yeah. know but from it's like a whole thing where people are like oh now I'm not you know good looking and it's cuz for me I always was told from a young age if you go balls cuz you had more testosterone than than uh
4: other men right yeah I that's mean, uh, that's kind of uh what a lot of people think i don't know if that's even scientifically true but it it very well could be it's more, it's, you get marginalized when you have to shave your head. There's, there are studies showing, like, when someone sees a shaved person in their head, they look at them as, like, a leader or an authority figure or, it, it's just mentally, like, I, I've, i psychology is another really? thing I got into, like, I don't even want to talk about on the show, but there's certain times of a month. That a woman will be more attracted to a bald man than when they're not, and there's a, there's a lot of science behind this, but when you lose your hair and you have to shave it, like, you don't get that choice. like, okay, I'm in this there's a lot worse things you could be dealing with than losing your hair, so I, right. I don't want to sound like woe is me, but right. But yeah, and you're, I didn't you're mean definitely to put you in that
2: position either. I guess. <laughs> yeah. it was more like that uh, you know, from I don't know, I, I haven't I know Tony, Tony, you're, has is it true that you're balding?
1: Am I balding? Yeah. Uh, my wife says I am.
2: Yeah. All right. We'll get away from that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of really depressing. We're just sad. <laughs> well, I wish I was yeah, young I don't again. Know, why did I change <laughs> it, Pat? Get back on topic. Um, uh, but, but uh, yeah, go ahead. But, no, so now, now we're at your year past high school. You, you've you've mm-hmm. decided the story. Now, at the beginning of this, did you decide that you were going to have a five-album concept, <sighs> a five-album story?
4: No, and in fact like it was more <laughs> the story when I first started was uh about a, it was literal troubadours in medieval times. We had this character in was medieval and there's a prince and a bard and uh, a dragon. Like there's all this like it was more traditionally what you would think of a troubadour. Um the story even changed from that because the story itself now is in a uh, post-apocalyptic future. That I mean that didn't just happen. I know that's very popular with things like the Hunger Games not to be the guy look i did it first but that I, it's been set in the future for over 10 years now but when when i first started thinking of a story it was not in the future it was in the past mm-hmm. so i did not have a five-act thing planned then is more when i brought it into the future and there's a few factors that made me change it from being in the medieval times um both like for storytelling purposes and just kind of life but no Long way to answer your question No I did not have In the very beginning so now,
2: you, But now you do So what did you decide About the five album The five part
4: Well uh, I kind of Saw this character Of Calypso That's the Last The presumed Last troubadour This prophesized Kind of figure um, <laughs> Yeah Even since doing the story I hate the whole The one trope But that's what I started So I'm sticking with it But I kind of Just wanted To take a character in five different parts in a story and like start here and end at a certain place i kind of have a vague ending but the middle is what's changed a lot based on like life if i should say without getting too specific is this
2: have is this kind of the same thing as the whole stages of like catholicism where you're born and then you're baptized and then you (laughs) go through you know uh catechism and then oh yeah this the last troubadour
4: story is totally a christian allegory there's there's a lot of like or a jesus allegory more i should say um but yeah it's 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 a lot of that we were in oregon we went to catholic school so we were raised catholic like very strict so that's like really branded into you and then we still stayed in the church when we came out here but it wasn't Uh, Catholic Church, it was more like a non-denominational Protestant type thing, but religion has always been a factor, and kind of the story came from, the story does really dive deep into religion, um, kind of the downsides of religion, like how it can turn cult-like. Right. So
2: then is it, so is that what the pieces are? Is it more showing a chronological order of like the typical social dogma of life of then then there's the courting and then there are like then there's the marriage and then there's the kids and then there's the death <laughs> type of thing. Or is it explain to me kind of what the what? Yeah, you're, you're kind of explaining the story. Are you able to give an overview or is that something you really can't discuss because it's more like listen to the music type of thing? <laughs>
4: No, there's, I've always made this distinction. Like, there's a story if you want it. Um, all our music, kind of when I got more deeper into concept bands, the one thing that was a turnoff is like, it felt like homework. Like, unless you kept up with the story, like with Queen's Reich and like Cody and Cambria, um, unless you were like, were reading stuff on forums, you didn't understand like, why do people like these songs? I never wanted to be like that. There's a con, the concept is more, <laughs> sounds really selfish. It's for me and like, Because I want to live in this world and write from this world, and it's also for people that really want to dive deeper. So you're not there's no required reading. Like you don't have to read anything, uh, story-wise, to appreciate the albums. In fact, like you probably wouldn't even think there's a concept to it if you listen to it honestly.
2: Right, and you're right. I think there are a lot a lot of bands that are like concept bands, where there's a story. People like, oh, this is great music, and then I think it becomes more interesting once you do learn. Yeah. About it. Like like you said, the Who. Um I know I like uh Alice Cooper, uh Weezer. I mean they nine inch nails, I mean they all have like what they call their concept band or their story. Um
4: and
3: it's Guar.
1: Green Guar. Jelly. Is Guar, they, are,
4: Guar, they are. I mean Green they Day had say. the concept album too yeah. that turned into a Broadway musical, so Yeah, Twenty One Guns. Green
2: Day uh, American well, Idiot. American Idiot, Idiot
4: too? Twenty one Guns came after.
2: Yeah, American Idiots. And yeah, 21st Century Breakdown. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, both those. Um, yeah, that was that because not to date myself, but that was going on in high school is that album. Um, so I'm like, oh, yeah, that's another one. That's another big one. Like, Oh, this is a concept. Yeah. Uh, so
2: you have this you have this the story. Um, so and now when I when I hear you talk now, here's the thing. And you're saying one thing. And for some <laughs> reason, I'm getting a visual in my head of I feel like you're you you there's some sort of, I don't know if it's a disconnect from your story to the reality or that you're not, I don't want to say that you're not pleased with that. They're not parallel or there's some dissatisfaction that you have. I don't know if it's coming from the story side or if there's a dissatisfaction on your, on the life side of it with, with the, I guess with the fluidness uh, of your musical story. Does that make sense? Like even things when you early on, you, you talked about, you had a, like kind of like a chip on your shoulder. Yeah. That
4: do you chip. think that's something that you, you, you continuously feel you have? No, life knocked that out of me a long time ago. I've, I work really hard about, um, trying to do my best to stay humble and build people up. Cause that's very different to where I used to be. Um, yeah, there's some dissatisfaction with life. Not that you're my psychiatrist, and I need to be laying on a couch explaining everything to you. <laughs> but yeah, there's definitely. I'm expe- not trying to be. I'm- definitely expectations mm-hmm. versus where you thought things would go. I think everyone can relate to that. Like you, you have these things you think you're going to do in life, and when they don't happen, what do you do? Like that, no one's right. ever going to start life and end it exactly how they planned. That'd be really boring, for one. But um, so yeah, the story started out being a shield to write from um cause that way if i did write a song about someone they don't have to know um and i could still enjoy it later on because i could pretend it was always just about the story and it goes sometimes i write strictly from the story it's not like i always just use it as a cover um but yeah there's some dissatisfaction with life but music in as a whole from my experience it's there's a lot of sacrifice to it like uh there's a lot of hours you put into your craft there's a lot of money you put into it and the payoff it maybe doesn't show itself the way you would think and it's not that i'm like don't want to ever do music but it's cost every relationship i've been in like it's not uh <laughs> i've never really dated a groupie that was only into me because <clears throat> of music it's always more like it was an annoyance that i was doing music so it's it's hard to explain, but... Um, Do you think
2: you're on the right track with that, though? With what? Like, if you, if you were to date someone who was all into your music, what sure. would the end game of that look like versus being with somebody who was looking at you f- for something other than your music? And then is there a third category that is ignored where there is a woman or a partner for you, right? Mm-hmm. That both understands that what music has done for you as a person, wow. and maybe they're not so much about your music, but they
4: look at you without considering the music defining you. Yeah, defining it should just more you look at it as a part of a person. Uh, I did misspeak. I did taste someone that was only into me for music, and I've seen every side of the token. Thank except God, for what, dude, because I was yeah. going to
2: say, you did all this for not having that. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Well, it it burns you, too, because, like, so, I mean, I was married to, like, just to get real, like, and, like, the the playing music was a big clashing of that. And I kind of came to the point where she sort of made me choose. Well, not really, because she ended up cheating on me and getting pregnant by someone else. But she really had the ultimatum, like, you have to choose me or music. And kind of when I chose music, not over her, I'm like, music's always gonna be a part of my life. Like, I can't give that up. I still want to be with you. And that's where it kind of ended. Not right. the relationship, but that, that whole stance, like pick me your music. What ended was her cheating on me. Um, right. But the next person, like significant person I dated, I, you know how, whenever you get off of a, a marriage or a relationship, you just like work on yourself. I got in really good shape. Uh, the band was on its second album. Like we were, um, really making traction. We we're probably at that point bigger than we've ever been. um, and it did attract just a girl that seemingly kind of saw me as a ticket because she also was a singer or she thought she was when she was, she's a fairly good singer, but um, uh-huh. it's more like she wanted to like, it, it felt like it. I I don't want to speak for anyone, but it felt like she only really wanted to be with me because, because she always talked about like, we should just play songs together, me and you. And like, All like, right. yeah, I don't, I don't really do that kind of thing. <laughs> I right. like writing my own songs, not really playing covers and, yeah, so, that's such a good point,
2: though. You, you're Like you said, I like how you said you're a ticket, right? Not many people probably understand what that is. People are successful at doing music, especially music. I, mean, I always think like, man, I wish I could play music. It's such a thing where the whole lifestyle, everything about it, it's like because that question I just asked you about, you know, someone looking at you without the music, right? It's almost like saying someone looking at you without really truly knowing you because music is such a big part of your life but yeah. somebody who says right that i want to be with you and i want because they look at you as well obviously this person's going somewhere so in a way they're like hey man i want to attach myself to something like this right now i'm going to switch over to bernie <laughs> now you you cuz yeah. here's the thing you, you're frankie's telling us something here and you're telling us like now maybe hindsight's 2020 20, right or you you you're telling the story as if you saw this and maybe you did see this coming the whole time she wanted to be with me cuz she looked at me as her way into in, in industry and fast track her way into where you at where you're at with all the time and all the blood sweat and tears you've already put in right so now bernie you yes. obviously you and your brother are close right mm-hmm. you guys have been doing this you guys are Probably have the brotherly love, and you guys probably have the brotherly moments. I've seen it, right, Tony? Tony understands the brotherly.
1: <laughs> I get. Beat it.
2: Peep, you know where I should have called the cops a couple times. When I <laughs> yeah. Witnessed. But Bernie, are you the one that would look at your brother and say, "Frankie, this is what's going on. This is what she's doing," or was it Frankie? Frankie? It sounds like to me you kind of always had. I you kind of always felt like he was, like he, I, Bernie, you're you're kind of like the soft-spoken, more like maybe you're the laid-back guy looking at everything, saying everything's going to kind of happen. Or were you at any point concerned uh, in a moment like this for Frankie, where you're the one who has to tell him, Frankie,
3: she is going to shit on us. <laughs> she's going to use you. <laughs> she's she's going to destroy the a band. Yoko ono. She's, destroy- she's, she's Yoko. the Yoko Ono of no. Uh, for the most part, it never really came to that point because he never stopped playing music if it was the point where he was going to stop then I'm like hey you're stopping because of this this person this reason but he never stopped playing music and we always were playing um maybe in like the back of my head maybe i was thinking these this might <laughs> with the band might stop because of it but it never did happen like that right and, and i think it's because we're we've all we've been playing music since i was eight, nine years old and playing music together. So we kind of always had that and we've always cherished that. And we kind of don't want it ever to stop. So... Yeah. Is, was there ever a moment
2: where you guys had considered not playing music together?
3: Yeah.
4: Oh, yeah, definitely. With Act we, 2. We lost members. Yeah. You know, it, was
3: just, it was just Frankie and I left. And I was like, do you want to keep doing this? Because I'm in. It's just we have a lot of work because you got to teach people the songs. Mm-hmm. They've got to be personalities that's going to match with us not just like you can be a great musician but if you have a terrible personality and it doesn't work well you're not going to make it as a band right. so, so so to, to paint the
2: picture here bernie we know you now as the drummer yeah frank yeah and obviously you you are not only the um does kind of the story creator and you guys collaborate from uh writing music but you're the lead singer Correct. yes and what is there another and is, do you other instrument do you play guitar or bass he I, plays
3: rhythm guitar um, and saxophone. Yeah, he does have saxophone in the song. And then I
4: tip—I typically will write songs on piano first, so it's like it's kind of a hodgepodge of that. Yeah, and he plays piano so, too. As well. So
2: currently, the members of your band—whether you, you want to give the names or what are the other uh, fixtures—you have, do you have a bass? Do you have a other guitar play? Do you have someone uh, playing brass? What What does that look like? <laughs>
4: bernie plays brass if you hear bernie plays the horn parts in the studio um yeah we have a bass player james um and a guitar lead guitar player joe and i'll say we've had different members throughout this year but this this lineup has been the longest and the best personality wise like uh, everyone in this band kind of uh, being in a band is like being in a relationship with a bunch of people it's that's the closest parallel any kind of drama you've ever had in a relationship um I think you can relate to like, oh, you got to deal with, oh, this person said this, and then you got to look at them. That's what being in a band's like sometimes. But there's not been this much drama with this current lineup. I I think everyone's kind of just like just have good overall personalities and love music. Right. No egos.
2: (laughs) So you and you and uh, obviously then you and Bernie are have talked about whether or not you should continue playing music together. But you yeah. definitely have, it sounds like, some other members that have come in and out uh, of the rest of the pieces group. of the left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are there any interchangeable pieces where someone goes comes back, or how does that work?
4: Uh, we, we had a, a piano player, not the original one that I talked to um, when I first started, but we did have a piano player. He We brought him back for a second in Act 3. He, he recorded some of the parts on there, but it ultimately didn't work out. So that's an that's instance where someone was in the band and we kicked him out back then. There's a whole... We, we don't have time to talk about the different drama right. points in the band, but uh, then he came back, um, but then it just didn't work out again.
2: Well, here, here's... So. That. So now do you, I do want to touch on that, though. You know, in, in telling your telling your guys' a story, right, is with that... When you say people were in and out, what were some of the things that transpired that caused this? Was it just the logistics of it not working out, or were there differences in... The mentality or where people,
4: the vision so, of the band? There's, there's, I mean, there's not just one thing. I mean, cliches like alcohol, drugs, like there's factors in that with certain members. One big culling of a uh, lineup switch, it goes back to my ego. Um, and yes and no. So uh, we we played a show. Um, we had a showcase for a label. Um, and it was at this venue that's no longer even a thing anymore. They bulldozed it. But uh, it's a big showcase for a label um and go on stage and i start playing and the electronics in the front of the stage just shot going in and out so my guitar tone is just nothing and the band fell apart without my playing and that sounds really egotistical but i i kind of took that experience because it's 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 like in a movie i saw the person that we needed to play for to impress he came inside the venue Heard, listened to us for a second, heard my stuff going, and he left. Like, damn it, we blew our shot because the band was too reliant on kind of me. So I wanted to rid of everyone except Bernie, because Bernie, th- th- that rule does not apply to Bernie. Bernie is an amazing player. I don't think people give him enough credit sometimes, and he, he's got the best heart of anyone I know. In fact, Bernie is the heart of this band a lot of times. There's been i i'm that cliche of someone who gets too down and not want to do this and bernie's been the the driving force a lot of times but going back to that yeah that was one reason got rid of all the members like damn it we can't have a lineup where it's all dependent on me let's get players that are better than me <laughs> so we did that um and that didn't work out too because like bernie said just because you're a good amazing musician like no one can take that away from me you. if you're a shitty person it's not a good uh like solution at all. Right. all. That's a good point. So we can we can say that for the people who aren't with the last year War,
2: it's their fault. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're the shitty people, and you guys are the, the, the I, good.
3: Uh, no, because I'll, I'll be the 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 I guess the reasoning behind it that it just didn't work out. It's just personalities well, and talent and everything just didn't work. Yeah, out. and there's been
4: some natural people that leave for good terms. Like, yeah. hey, I'm going
3: go to. Someone's just like, school. I'm just going to work. I'm not going to focus I'm gonna on. Me. focus I'm
4: gonna... on school. I'm going to work. There's That's... there's been good and, and we're, bad. I'm
3: okay with that. If you're coming to me. as a a Reasonable reason you're not gonna be in there and, and don't uh, be a, a d bag or something about it. Then I'm and fine with
2: that. It. And that's why I like the piece of my, the where my where I fit into this story, where I can yeah. give at least um, throw give credibility to what you're saying. Is with Bernie? I've known him for eight years. Mm-hmm. All right, not to put too much light on what we did, but and where, where, Bernie is still at the same company. I'm, correct. Uh, do r- correct, or am I incorrect? Yes, actually? I'm still there. Yeah. Now, where Bernie and I come from is a place where people aren't level-headed at all. No. People are out of their mind, and that's part of the job. In fact, unless you have certain risk-like uh, reckless behavior, you may not even be a good fit to be at a place like this, right? Mm-hmm. And if the people are successful the ones who are just balls to the wall, all out. So with all this insanity, right, we're normally one of these people in this giant room of people you pick out and put them anywhere else, they're going to stick out because of how they are. Now, Bernie stuck out in this place because of how he is. Very level-headed. Always calm. There's people yelling. I mean, we you know me. I won the loudest person amongst the loudest people <laughs> in the whole room. Two straight years, which is unheard what of. Was it the megaphone right. or something like that? So the loud mouth. I have. Them. <laughs> yeah. actually, yeah, the one with they had the chattering teeth, and then I had another one with <laughs> the megaphone. And actually, I've won it like four times. But uh, Not- on that team, it was like twice. And and the thing was, you know, that was my superpower. But Bernie was able to do a job where it was like sharks. These are these. We're with lions and sharks all around us doing this. Bernie is this calm. Part in the room. Everyone loved talking to Bernie. And when you talk to Bernie, it's almost as if now you're, okay, I can't be a shark. I can't be this venomous human being right now. I'm talking to Bernie and I'm having an actual conversation and I'm enjoying my time with Bernie and all the loudness, like a bubble has formed in this room where Bernie and I are talking and the insanity can be going on and then it kind of spreads. That's who Bernie is. So I could completely see where uh bernie is a a guy that adds a lot of strength with keeping things level from from me of course i'm not his brother and yeah i'm sure you're about ready to jump through the microphone and go wait pat you don't understand this is really bernie but that's been my experience with bernie so it's so interesting to hear the story knowing what of course the perception right unless bernie is a great Maybe Bernie's just great at you know different characters, and the one that I've seen <laughs> is the one where he's a nice, calm. But and he's so good at being the guy to do that certain job or to be to to be able to hold himself in a place where there are the lions and sharks. Right? I think that's a very, very awesome characteristic of somebody. You yeah. Know, I never well, really told you, and I'm sorry. I had to, I told you now here in front of your well, brother. Right? Well, well, thank and you. I, mean, I, th- I podcast, take I think
3: it's a compliment because. Um, I don't let things try and stress or get me too worked up because it's only just in the moment kind of things. Long-term right, things right. like, a, like a, a disease, loss of, of a family member, those can work you up. But the little things, you just don't get worked up about it and just keep moving on and do all you can to keep uh, a level head. And that's kind of how I live my life. And I, I appreciate that. I'm glad that someone well, else can see that.
2: So what, so when I talk to you, Frankie, I feel like you have a lot of – that you have fire, right? And the thing is, if I hadn't met Bernie, I would think, well, Bernie, he doesn't have fire, but I've seen him. He has a different... He's like the blue flame, right? <laughs> the one that's so hot that you can't see. Yeah. But I could see... You know, Bob, I, I want to ask so many more questions. I know we <laughs> can't have you on here all night, right? Because part <laughs> no. of it is, I want to ask Bernie, where, where, where do you feel that you got this kind of like being calm and then... And want to know more about Frankie? About how were, were you guys like the yin and yang? Were you guys going into like fights or going into places, knowing okay, I'm going to be the bad cop,
3: you're going to be the <laughs> good cop, right? No, well, I don't think we ever Frankie's had. Frankie's a gentle giant for the most part. He might look intimidating and, and um, with the size and everything, but he's at heart just uh, a good, a good guy who's really level headed for the most part and just. Doesn't really want to do anything think, but just be a. I, I
4: don't um, know about that level-headed thing. The key I, I, phrase, <laughs> the key phrase, though, for the
3: most part. Well, as soon as he said that, I'm thinking, yeah. okay, well, how about for the other parts?
4: <laughs> it's it's like life's highs and lows. Like I yeah. I really strive for the highs, and I, I hit the lows. And right. Bernie Bernie has something that it sounds so simple, but. He has true kindness. Like, you can look at Bernie. Yeah. He's a kind person. He's, he's got a good heart. Now, I, I have seen Bernie show different faces to people. I'm not even saying, like, this, the version of Bernie sees the wrong, like, not the true one, because all our versions of us are true. But even Bernie's bad side, because he does get cranky and mad, he's still got a good heart to him. And that's why, like, when I talk about, like, when I stopped v- envisioning myself more as, like, the hero in this story, and I started looking towards Bernie, it's, it's by the, his, his examples in life, like, how he deals with situations and people. Like, I wish I would have dealt with certain things differently. But at the same time, if I wouldn't have dealt with them the way I did, I wouldn't be where I'm at with certain aspects. Like, definitely the songwriting stuff. Like, you really have to put yourself out there. A lot of people talk a game about writing songs or singing and playing in front of people, but it, it takes a lot of vulnerability to yourself that you don't realize it affects you till much later. Like, Oh man. <laughs> now that does that act as
2: a, I don't know what you call it, like a supplement part of your life with the feelings that, okay, I can express myself here, right. With music and I need this. So now that gives me a voucher to not have to worry about the feelings now with everyday life. Is that, is that how it works typically with someone this, this involved with music and this successful at doing music?
4: It's so when you find something that you truly love doing, um, like, like this is me, this is like, I'm doing something. This is me. Everything about my life seems to lead to this and it feels good. And it's fleeting because you can't just, um, unless we were super successful, like just play forever. It's only moments. So you have, you have to ground yourself. Like you have to understand, I'm talking like I've got this all under control, but you have to understand uh, everything has a time and place Like playing music for us We can't It's not our sole means of income We both have jobs um, uh, But it's kind of like The the culmination of a lot of Like Bernie and I have had A really dark life Like our family life And there's a lot of bad things That have happened to us That you kind of have to make a decision Even if you don't realize in the moment Like how are you going to Are you going to become this cliche Are you going to turn to drugs Are you going to turn violent Are you going to do all these things Are you going to try and be the exception And it's not like you're ever thinking that in the moment. It just for however Bernie and I were wired, we always chose to try and do the right thing when presented uh, the option of doing the bad thing. Like not definitely not saying we're perfect, but I don't know if we, we told you stories about like our upbringing, like, wow, you guys are nice to people. Like, yeah, why not? Now I'm (laughs) craving to hear a bender story or something,
2: (laughs) but I mean, that's the thing with what you're saying, you know? And Again, with just uh, having known Bernie from my from my perspective, right? I'm sure there's many, many people that know Bernie way better than I do, obviously. But knowing, I mean, not what you just said about how you're wired, where you guys came from, having where people, it's easy for them to fall into the track of like a drug abuse, alcohol abuse, losing control, whatever it is, right? But yet you chose a lifestyle which doesn't en- enable people in a sense if you allow it to. Yeah, which, yeah. Oh, Knowing a lot of people it has, and you are still on tr- you still make those decisions. Is that a struggle for you guys? Um
4: uh, struggle? Like ah, uh, is, uh, is it easy for
2: you to say no, I'm not doing that, or are you easy to say, you know what, I can be moderate, I can be if this is a moderate thing, I'll have a drink, or I'll just do yeah. a little bit of this, and then I can move on and, and and focus and do the right thing. Or is it like straight edge, not doing this? Or I was Is there edge a dark a side while. that rears yeah. its
3: ugly
4: head sometimes? Well, I think it's when you um, have seen examples of worst-case scenarios. Oh, gosh. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I've uh, seen people get so drunk on stage, they fall over and stop yeah. playing. And oh. just – we've seen so. that with our
4: peers of playing and then with our family upbringing. Yeah, when you you have that, yeah. you're like, whoa, don't ever want to go down that road. But then you you take steps in the water and understand like – our whole lives, we were kind of wired that – uh, uh, our whole family has really addictive compulsive personalities never touch any kind of substance because you'll instantly become addicted So that was how we were like, oh I'm so afraid of anything to where it really sheltered us for a while But then you realize like no, that's putting that everything into a broad category Like that's not the best way to live but at the same time like yeah there it is true like we've seen The worst case scenarios of people that take things too far and I don't know life is balance. uh Buddhism. Well, you mentioned Mexican. again when you wrote,
2: started writing the songs, and it was about a girl.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, where are you in your life, Frankie? As someone who really stems <laughs> the stories, and Bernie, and you guys collaborate, you guys answer how you feel freely yeah. to, to answer. Where you are with, in your love life in your in your life where you are at
4: in your. Remember when we were doing screenings of, uh, earlier? When you said, "What's off topic?" This is off topic. No, I'm oh, the love life. I don't goes. care. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, I thought I heard something different. But well, well, no, you don't. You don't have to answer this specific part of like no. who are you are dating or who are you are getting married to or who, who the, who's the lucky girl, who's a lucky guy. I, I, none of that stuff. It's more. Oh, how does it play an influence though in what you are <laughs> writing? and how you're oh, performing. Writing?
4: Yes. <laughs>
3: That's a tough one.
4: Well, I mean, I'll speak cuz I'm like the Yeah, cuz I do cuz
3: it's hard for like cuz I only play drums, so I don't have lyrics. Don't I, I ever only say only only drums. Only drums. <laughs> Bernie
4: Bernie understands <laughs> well, music theory almost as much as me and the only reason I know more I, 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 I just got go, a degree. But it's
3: hard to show like expression of feelings in uh, I guess drum form. You can play like louder Mm -hmm. if you're angrier or faster for stuff like that, but you can't like express why you're playing a part because something happened in your life. That makes sense. It's harder. Mm -hmm. But lyrics, you can tell literally tell a story of what's going on. That's what I'm kind of saying.
4: I'll say with Act Two, there was some drama at the end of it with members. Like we really worked really hard to get Act Two out, and right at the end, stuff went bad. And kind of this certain member was no longer in the band. He left just without any kind of class. He just left us. Um, And sort of like everyone thought he was the band. And there came a point like we couldn't, like no place would book us. Like, oh, that member's not in it. You guys suck. And it was that, like when Bernie talked about, like, is this it for us? Well, kind of the psychological thing is I got writer's block in that period. Like kind of that usual fight, like, no, I'll prove everyone wrong. It kind of the voice was like, maybe they're right. Maybe, maybe this person was the band. And I had writer's block. Even still, like, back then I was still writing the songs, like, at least the skeletons of songs. So I'll get into semantics. Everyone does contribute to songwriting. I never want to take that away from anyone. But there came a point where, and I'll, not to go down any more roads, but every single song I've written about a girl, uh, I've never actually, like, significantly had a relationship with that girl. It always just, like, didn't pan out. Um, until like after act two, I met this certain girl that made me want to write again. Like I was kind of done after act two, like screw everyone. Like, yeah. Okay. You guys count us out. Maybe you're right. But I met this girl that made me want to give it one more go. And like when I talked about full circle, like wanting to write a whole album about one person back in high school, I inadvertently did that much later in life about one person. And like we did date and it's a whole, don't even want to get into it, but we're not dating. Uh, but it's still like what I'm striving for now, if I am going to date again, is someone that inspires me that much. Like it just, like when you're with a person, you just feel like yourself and you're running on all cylinders. Like, ah, man, everything's clicking. I'm writing these songs left and right. The band's doing well again. Da 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 Um, so, <laughs> it's not that I have writer's block now. It's just a different kind of thing. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm current- very, I'm- no, sorry, go ahead.
2: Well, no, thank, I, I really appreciate you talking so candidly and openly about that. And I'm going to tell you, Frankie, that I, I see I'm the one who sees your story right now. <laughs> well, thank you. You've mentioned you mentioned you first wrote song because of a girl. She disappeared. He, you wanted to go away. Maybe that was your first writer's block. I don't know. Now you're talking about how this other guy leaves. Uh, and then you start to almost trying to convince yourself, you know, maybe they're right that this guy was, you know, a big part of the band or the band. Then you meet a girl. And now you guy now you're you're thriving. Now, I'm assuming
4: this girl's no longer around? Uh maybe no, it's not my I've, business. I I purposely like cut her out of my life. It's not a good situation. Okay. So,
2: um, we don't even have to go in there, right? Yeah. yeah. But did, did you still have fluid uh you know, the, what they call ebb and flow was things still moving and going after that, or is things still <laughs> percolating? Or was there another kind of, uh, down at like a Valley in the growth, you know, when oh, you look at a mountain, right? <laughs> there's ups and downs. Is, is there, was there a down after that?
4: Oh, there was a down for sure. There, like, yeah. she broke up with me out like on a text, like in the middle of recording act three, like we were doing the pre demo sessions. Like literally Bernie had to pull me out of bed. Like, I don't want to do this. Like <laughs> we have studio time book. We have to do this. Like, <laughs> uh, um, so that's the low, and then kind of like just getting act three out in general because it, it had to me, it had all this bad blood to it because right. it was so tied to a relationship. Um, so there's the ebb and flow. It's more now like an acceptance. Like, I, thank God I always had the story to think of. Like, I don't even, I can disassociate my own personal influence on the song and just think of it more story based. Right. Um, but there, yeah, there's still the ebb and flow. Like I'm not currently afraid of writer's block and I don't need a person like a girl to inspire it. Like, I can go off past memories or write about a plethora of other things to write about other than love, but there's definitely, well, here's your story flow.
2: here. This is, this is the story I'm telling you. I'm going to tell you your story. Okay. I, a complete stranger who only knows <laughs> you through slightly through Bernie is going to tell you your story right now. The graphic novel is this. And you, I see all the pieces of it. Everything you've told me, the the parts of the hero. It's just like a hero. You you born. You're you're born with the purpose from something, right? You've sure. talked about you're born into the interest of music, into the your grandparents with the jazz and the or the oldies, and your parents uh, from what probably what the '70s kind of music. I'm not sure if it was more '60s '70s or a little bit more yeah, '70s. Is, yes, right. Now 70s. now now you're coming into your own. Now now it's like okay. They, thanks, Launchpad. You're still in my <laughs> life. You're still here. Now there's the other story here in the background, which we're not going to go into, right? Because that's for your novel. That's going to be for the story you guys, how you decide to tell with what's in the background of the graphic novel. And then you have the girl, and then you write the five songs. Then you're like, no, but people heard the song, and then they said, no, keep going. And then you're back, and you're doing it. Now there's more taste of success. And now you're getting there. Now people are rooting for you. Now it's brothers fighting together. Yes, there's conflict here and there. There's people coming in and out because it's just like Jonathan Livingston Seagull, man, if you've ever read the book. The Seagull that just kept not having people fall out of his circle because he wanted to keep flying higher and didn't want to eat garbage and didn't want to be what every other Seagull said he wanted to be. And then you, but, even with the hero story, everyone sees the part of going down. The writer's block, the girl left, and then things are down again. And then you have the whole thing with, oh man, this guy was a man. everything, right? Dude, here's what it is. You've only tinkered around with your superpower. You're still <laughs> at the beginning. You're still Gamma Ray Incredible Hulk, who hasn't even been able to. I don't even know if the Incredible Hulk ever was able to control his power because I don't take the Marvel movies very serious. I think comic book is Bible, so I don't even know if the Incredible Hulk <laughs> ever was there's able to control for, this. Yeah, did. you. There, you're in the. <laughs> you are in the not the the adolescent stage of your superpower. You're in the adolescent stage where we've seen the glimpses of your greatness here and there. Bernie can attest to this. Bernie knows I'm right right now. And then what's going to happen <laughs> yes. is when you decide <laughs> to utilize your power, where it isn't with the girl or without the girl, this is what's going to happen. And that, now you can answer this. Are you in a relationship right now? Me?
4: No, not yes. No, no, currently Okay,
2: no. so good. So I'm right so far. Here are the stories. This is what's going to happen you're going to be able to understand your superpower. You're going to be able to rise. You're still going to have the parts so you're not going to want to perform. But now you're the wise, the wise man. Now you're wise, and you're taking in the smoke, and you're breathing it in. And you know when to go out there and to sing the song because you see everything from, beyond, uh, from a point high in the sky. You're looking at everything. And at that point, you realize when you're succeeding without the woman in your life yet, and you've already learned the power. And now all of a sudden, that's when that person probably does come or that special something. And it doesn't matter really for the point of the story. <laughs> but then at that point is when things are so perfect that everything probably just evaporates into the sky like a hydrogen bomb, man. And it just blows up. And it's going to be last troubadour is going to be every single light is going to be burning its brightest when you guys are up on stage for that last song or for that last album. Before the real journey starts, man, that's your goddamn story right there, dude. That's the I mean, story. I, I told mean, you a the good story. One. We Rock can end the con- We can end this whole thing right now. It's over. <laughs> it's
4: but been very actually, good therapeutic. Well, <laughs> yeah.
2: No, man, I, I think that this is awesome. I I feel so privileged that you guys are here answering. You know, being part of the show. And let me interview you. I hope I, I c- could even give a fraction of justice that you deserve. But I would like to know if it's possible for us to
4: hear something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um. So we're, we're trying to make this work with our setup. Like, I do have equipment, but um, not a good mic stand. So And sure. for some reason, plugging my acoustic directly into my interface isn't producing audio. So what we're going to try and do is switch up the setup. Bernie's going to move his mic down. And I'll try and play my acoustic so his mic picks up the acoustic. And then uh, we're going to play a song acoustically that we've never done acoustically. In fact, there's a guitar solo in it. And uh, since I'm playing by myself, uh, I'll have to omit that, I think. Okay, let's uh, move this guy. I'm so excited right now. We can hear it. Okay, I'm really worried about clipping. But alright, um so we sent you um some songs that we have music videos for, uh, Stay and Two Left Feet. I'm gonna play Stay um acoustically. We've never done it before. It was written acoustically with me and my dog, so it made kinda of full circle. Uh but this song is called Stay. And Bernie, watch my levels and like give me a head nod or if I'm like clipping. Okay, so Song's called Stay. Uh we'll see what happens when the guitar solo comes. <laughs> Sounds good.
5: You've been running some Captivating more than just my time. Your actions paint a picture perfect light. Hinting at what could be you and I. Stay in. because I'm so-
1: Wow, yeah. man. That was great, man. Thank that you.
2: was awesome.
5: <laughs> I like will I, say
4: we uh um haven't really played because of the whole, you know, pandemic. Uh, we haven't been playing much and we're just strictly working on act four. So I haven't played that song in a while, so sorry if I was rusty.
2: <laughs> no, man. I mean the fact that you just kinda picked up and did it, man, I could I mean I I've heard the songs, but listening to it even live, even though I'm sure our sound quality of our technical pieces is not to the standard of a, a great musicians like yourselves for sure but dude you have a, a that a, a great voice and i think it's perfect with the music you guys play and i love the music man that is awesome that you did that just now oh, thank, thank you, you so much
4: yeah and if any of your listeners liked it uh we're on spotify itunes all the different streaming things um you can just... and there is a music video for that yeah there's a music video and for frankie that. plays a double neck white guitar oh uh, yeah i play the world's biggest dumb guitar I love really. That thing, yeah, the, uh, it's a white double neck guitar. <laughs> I still have you
3: know, it. <laughs> oh, what
2: I've seen. Uh, uh, you said you, it seems like I've seen more than two videos for some reason.
4: Yeah, we have two. Um, um, uh, f- we also have one for two left feet, which is kind of the the narrative's based on Groundhog's Day. It's a Looper kind of thing. Oh, that's yes.
2: Is that the one where there's a bit? Um, I know Bernie. Bernie plays a part in it. And I'm the mailman. He's,
4: yeah, he's the mailman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah he man. Plays
2: the, the, your whole style, I get, man. I, I love it. I think everybody should go and check you guys out on Spotify. Where are some other places people can see you, hear your songs, uh, purchase songs? Where can they go?
4: Uh, iTunes. Um, all the streaming services, I think the way it works is we just pay one. Yeah, outlet. it's on
3: every streaming yeah service possible. Spotify, Al- Apple Music, Amazon, uh, just The Last Troubadour. Uh, and the song you just heard was Stay. Yeah, That's the one. we have
4: TheLastTroubadour.com, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah.
1: So that's okay. And I'll put a link in uh, the description for everybody to your website. Yeah, absolutely. Okay.
4: I mean, normally we'd be plugging the show, but you know, the whole, whatever, <laughs> whole everything's kind of weird right now. Um yeah. But we're right. we're not using that time to slack off. We're really we are working. Yeah, on Yeah, we're act using this opportunity
3: to just write songs. <laughs> yeah. If you can't play them, might as well make them. That's and great. Learn, learn ammunition. And, and the comic act any...
4: one, like there's. Is what I'm working on. Sorry.
2: That's awesome. Any venues that you're, we're going to be able to see you late next year? I know right, right now it's hard to plan anything because of um, the pandemic, but what what um, do you guys, what, what do we have in store coming up in the next year or year and a half?
3: We had shows, if any local listeners in Cincinnati, we had shows at Urban Artifact for Halloween this past year, but that was canceled. Yeah, that, that was so our I'm, last show that was
4: booked that was canceled.
3: So I assume it's going to be somewhere there. We play also at like Motor, the, the bar there in, over
4: the Rhine. We we've played at Bogart's a couple Bogarts. times. We actually got held up at gunpoint mm-hmm. after a show. That's a different story. And I was yeah. there.
2: I was there for that show, right? Oh, you
4: were there for that show? Was yes, I there?
2: Oh no, not the gunpoint. I'm thinking of no. the knife fight. Yeah, there was i was not sure if
3: you were there for that. Yeah. So yeah, there's there. another knife one. Yeah. Oh, we have so know. many. Stories we have a knife a we have a
2: gun things. one. Um, I mean, you guys are rock and roll,
4: right? Is that yeah. how
2: you guys appre- you guys like being considered rock and roll? What would you consider you guys?
4: Uh, yeah. Well, anyone can, saying rock and roll, I yeah. definitely take. It's hard to ever put anything into a genre. Um, but yeah, any, anything you want to call us is I'll take, except for maybe polka. That'd be weird.
3: Yeah. I'll be polka. Maybe we'll have care. a polka
4: song someday, polka. but no, I think alternative I or pop rock kind of fits us best. Yeah.
3: I'll say alternative yeah. rock is what I usually describe us to brand new people who haven't heard us before.
4: Yeah.
2: So there isn't any genre of rock where you're like, you kind of cringe, like, why did they just say that?
3: Um, not really, not really, not really of rock. I mean every aspect of rock has their
4: good and bad Indy's so, kind of a weird word not that it's a bad or good word just like
3: Indy's so broad it's so weird. broad that's the, that's the one that I guess is hard to narrow down Your what about cock
4: or, rock cock rock right. I mean, I I used to be so like afraid because I watched all the behind the musics. So I've been able to sing since I was little, but I stopped singing because I watched too many behind the musics or maybe just two in a row that were wrong. The Freddie Mercury one and Elton John. So I had it in my (laughs) head that all singers turn out gay. I'm like, I don't want to be gay. I'm not going to sing ever. And I stopped (laughs) singing for years. And it was backed up by this. (laughs) No, I mean, like it was backed up because when I first moved to. from Oregon I started singing Bohemian Rhapsody full circle that was like I knew all the words because I was obsessed with that song as a kid and everyone would crowd around but this one kid pulled me aside is like you know all singers turn out to be gay right? I'm like yeah I just watched those behind the musics you're right yeah I'll stop and I did <laughs> for like six years not till <laughs> senior year again but yeah, I don't know where I was going, going Sebastian
2: Bachland, Danzig I mean there's guys out there that, Yeah, there's
4: definitely, definitely and even, you know what I've come to the point Eddie like, Mercury even, <laughs> even There's nothing wrong With being gay I don't know how Anyone's yeah. political things go So I don't know why yeah. I was so afraid of that Back then But I wish I could Go back to myself I'm like hey Just be what you want man It doesn't matter
2: <laughs> You're you're right man You're you're so right That's even something Tony and I had discussed mm-hmm. Where back in the day You know people would Loosely say dude You're gay or Yeah you'd say, They'd say things And you're like You cringe at now But now people are like
4: Yeah so what Or you know it's like
2: only- Now it's like I can't You say that It's like It's not putting down Anybody man It's like you're just looking like an idiot, you know. I was like, oh, uh, I don't yeah. Know what that's to do. The, that's
4: the thing that makes me hopeful for the youth because they all seem to be on that board. I had to that way of thinking. I had to come to it, in, like, troglodot, many years of backwards thinking till I came to that. But uh, yeah, it's definitely true. Like, just be yourself. Who cares?
2: Right. It's humbling where you just could say, you know, that's what it was then, and you know, it wasn't right, but you know, moving on. Right. Exactly. But it's yeah, I agree with you on that for sure. Well, the last troubadour, man, I, you know, um. I almost, I wish he was like, Hey, you play something else, but you know, you played one, you had your great moment. If you <laughs> wanted to play us out on something though, be my guest. I mean, that's all up to you or we do have your music all already queued up as well. Um, where, I would
4: I would say just do that so people can understand. We're not, we only, I mean, we're not just acoustic, nothing wrong. Acoustic, but right. yeah, there's no drums. There's no, yeah. Bernie's <laughs> like, well, what oh, that's the thing. Do?
2: You're right. Yeah. Cause dude, I you know what my stepbrother is a great drummer, man. I've, he was always great, and I was like, man. But then when I heard Bernie, I'm like, you know, you, you talk to someone, right, y- your workplace, and they're like, yeah, you know, I play the drums. And I was like, okay, he's, you know, would it would be cool. And then all of a sudden you watch him, and you're like, holy frick. Like, these guys are really good. I, I have a buddy of mine that w- who happens, him and I, we, 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 you know, as of late, our last project was last year. We just produced a movie that was released earlier this year.
4: Oh, nice. Amazon nice. Prime. But he
2: was actually with me and his, and his, w- now, his now wife was with me. We were there, and he still talks about you guys. We need to get you involved. I, I, oh, yeah. I mean, what was his name? Yeah. I
3: remember... Uh, uh, his, his, his name
2: is David. Uh, David,
3: that's right. Yep. Yeah. I remember him.
2: And um, he still talks about you guys, you know, uh, you know, and especially with, like, Rock. I don't know what it is, man. Do you guys feel that Rock is... Tra- tra- the trajectory is different? Do you think this is a growing pain? Or do you think that we've seen the last of great... You no, know, there's just not... Rock isn't what it used to be. But then you guys have you, and you find yourselves at a disadvantage because you guys are this great rock band it's not
4: we're not fighting against rock being dead we're fighting against an industry that's changed um yeah you could say that rock is different but rock is always different depending on where you're at in the timeline of life like people in the 80s like playing weird uh shredder type music and the 70s guys like what are they doing it changes um uh I don't have the answers. I, we've talked with established bands that have already made it, like, and they're like, "Thank God we did this before now, because it'd be impossible now." Good luck to you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So because it's, it's different, it's, it's so much different. different. Uh, I think there's always going to be a place for rock music. Yeah, it's it's different now. Things seem more electronic, uh, but I mean, there's just something cool about seeing someone play guitar and drums and just someone mm-hmm. like that mode of expression so maybe it's not going to be the top genre that everyone's listening to but it, it'll always be around
2: right well i uh i th- thank you guys again for coming on the show this has been a huge pleasure for me I- i'm honored to have had you guys on the show thank you so very much um i'm Absolutely. tony do you have i you know here tony by the way he's he's here on the show as well um, <laughs> <co-host>, uh, <laughs> he's truly actually, actually the founder go, of the show. Oh my
5: gosh, we bogarted
3: your show. <laughs>
2: Wait, is there? Hey, is Tony here. Where's Tony? Where Tony?
3: You still awake, Tony?
2: Yeah. I'm
3: here.
2: Oh, he's been here, man. He's the one behind the controls of this whole thing. Um, but I want to make sure, you know, because Tony is well versed in music, better than me, and I just want to make sure Tony is. I want to kind of pass it to Tony to see what what he has to to ask or add to this whole.
1: No man, uh, I, I mean you're good at asking questions, but I just want to say keep rocking it out, man. Rock it out with your cock out. You can have fun. <laughs> Absolutely, what you doing, man. If the venue allows, I'm behind
3: the drum set. No one can see waist <laughs> down, so yes.
2: Yeah, so you can do whatever you want back there. And he does. <laughs> you ain't get one of those um, uh, Tommy Lee drum sets where you like hang upside oh, down. Yeah. and... You just go to
0: town. Yeah. With the,
2: uh, <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> and no. tune in next week
3: when Bernie does this and records it. There's a link. No, I'm kidding. No, but we appreciate <laughs> uh,
4: you guys giving us the opportunity to be on your show. And uh, I mean, not that my opinion matters about music, but I supported every single one of your choices. Um, I was surprised no one had the Beatles in their top five. But other than that, like all great bands.
2: Well, like you said, no one's perfect, man, and I didn't come up with the the proper, you know, learning about where music comes from, and you know, you think about folk music, and that's what I was. The next question, if we had another hour, I would want to start talking about how the genres, how it's almost like an evolution of how where R and B went, you know, folk and then country music over here, and rock, and some of them have always kind of bled together, right? Yeah, especially country rock, and now you see, you know, R and B and rap, and everything's kind of all intertwined where it's almost like everything is evolving back onto the same, into a same area almost. It's weird. And well, and with some music, I, maybe, maybe I'm far off on that analogy or with that thought, but that's what I would ask you, you know, you see like, um, you know, the country music awards and you have certain people there and then you have, you know, R&B and, and it, everything's kind of just really, it's like a lot of these, um, musicians and all this great talent, they're all working together and, you know they put together. You know back in the day when like what was it, Stormtroopers of Death? Well, who who was it was like the an all star rock band where it's like people from different bands kind of just play together and or Damn different bands. Yankees. Ba- Yankees <laughs> yeah. <have won>. yeah. <laughs> right. And then it's like, but now we're seeing people where it's like you know Taylor Swift with I don't know Jay Z
3: or yeah, there's a lot of featured artists.
2: Yeah, and it's like and then they come up with stuff and you're like, wow, man, this is pretty interesting and and maybe it's not for everyone, but. But again, listening to you guys, it makes me. I I was getting, I was feeling energized. I felt really good. I felt like I was part of it. Like you guys are, you guys are creating something very special, and uh, I was able to be you. part of it. And it just made me feel good listening to it. Like, man, God, I can't believe <laughs> these guys are playing live right now acoustically for for me and Tony. You know, no. But- we- well, no, we're definitely yeah, humbled and appreciated. Yeah, thank you very much for having us. Yeah, and
4: I mean, would definitely if if your listeners like us, we'll we'll come back at some point, <laughs> part two, yeah, maybe down would, the road.
3: <laughs> absolutely, would love
2: we'll it. Continue man. this yeah. story. Yes, I want to hear more. And, and even when you're not on the show, and if anything, I know when Bernie says, "Hey, Pat, we want to do a stinger for your show, or we want to do an audio clip, or and or maybe you guys, here's a piece of music you guys should use for when you do the beginning of your show, so it can be good, <laughs> you know, like." You know, we're like, hey, man. Um, oh, yeah. No, you,
4: def- you guys are definitely open to it. If you get super biggered, you might get the copyright strike we were talking about off air. <laughs> we, yeah. yeah.
3: we have instrumentals, but, too.
4: Oh, yeah. But, we but I know
2: Instru- them. I know Frankie and I know Bernie. <laughs> yeah,
3: right, man. I know Burt Reynolds. Oh, come <laughs> on, oh, dude. I, yeah, have I have to, to p-
4: tell that to YouTube when I have a personal yeah. channel and I make just dumb little vlogs and I use my music and it gets copyright struck. I'm well, like, that's got to be
2: really piss you off. But, I mean, that's your I music. Wrote,
5: <laughs> but I wrote this song.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah
5: you're right.
2: You're Did you, bro- you though? <laughs> and <laughs> I'm Burt <laughs> Reynolds. <laughs> well, Mr. Reynolds, I was wondering if I could play my music on my show.
3: Burt Reynolds is the owner of YouTube, is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah, he owns everything, man. That's, <laughs> a, whole, that's a whole other show. That's a whole <laughs> other show. So th- you guys, uh, The Last Troubadour... Um, you're at. You have Act Two, A Thousand Wars. Um, Act One, Stereo Ground. I don't know why it's in this order. That I'm reading it. Act Three, Neon Gods. Yeah. And you said Act, you have Act yeah. Four coming out when?
3: Oh, uh, you're still in the writing process. I don't have a date. We don't have a date yet. But
4: okay. I, I would say within a year. I mean, uh, the, uh, there's a tentative name. I'm not going to drop it. But, uh, yeah, we've got most of the songs at least like parted out. So the next stage would be rough demos, and then full studio awesome
2: well awesome guys thank you so much for being part of the show um i'm not sure you want to be here while we uh while tony closes us out and gives gives everybody our last their email and i mean re- we don't need a recap i think it speaks for itself it was just yeah. so awesome man thank yeah. no, you so much
4: thank you Thanks, for guys us. yeah we'll probably sign off but no but we'd definitely appreciate on here and let us know when this episode drops <laughs> all right yeah awesome yeah, yeah yeah i will definitely let you know thank you
2: guys so much Hi yeah. right. thanks, thanks
4: guys. Mm-hmm. bye All
2: all right, man dude I'm totally blown away, man.
1: yeah, it's always cool to hear people uh, who are actually talented in playing music play their music makes me jealous yeah yeah I just so I, yeah. yeah that's cool all right uh, hit us up at squirt to stab at gmail dot com uh with uh reviews questions comments, suggestions. And what I'll do is on the way out, I'll play uh, the song Two Left Feet from The Last Troubadour. Nice. Um, it's not going to fade out. It's going to end abruptly. But hey, it is what it is. So, whatever. You could you could just play yeah. the whole thing,
2: you know, and it'll just kind of go on, on its own. Just play the whole thing? Yeah, just play the whole thing. Yeah.
1: They're not going to strike us, right? Not yet. Uh,
2: well, if they do, if they do you know, I'll, I'll they take do. it as a compliment. Now, I'll wear a t shirt that says our podcast got striked out for playing The Last Troubadour yeah, Two Left They were, they the were feet. so big. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. So I'll do that. I'll play it out. Uh, Pat, anything to add before I start the rocking of the out? No, man. I'm just blown away.
2: I, I just feel I I've, I just love every minute of that.
1: All right. Yeah, it was a good good interview, Pat. Good job. Good All job right. This bet. is uh, Two Left Feet by The Last Juvedore. Mm-hmm.
5: I could use some company Cause I've been on my own But it seems to be my stop. There's so much I want. Why you stay the same So dance with me Cause I'm hearing symphonies When you look at me Close your eyes